Hey there, everyone. Greg Schutz here for ReadyForTheDraft.com, Ready for the Draft podcast. Now, I know I took a few months off, enjoyed my summer just a little bit, but uh, we've got the college football season, NFL season, right around the corner. College football kicks off next week, although the full slate of games won't be until Labor Day weekend. Uh, right now, we're in the in the heart of the uh, preseason for the NFL Um you know, my summer, I enjoyed it with my wife. We celebrated our, our third wedding anniversary. I uh, got to enjoy some live music. If you haven't been able to do that in a while, I highly recommend it. We enjoyed enjoyed ourselves. Uh, my wife is a, is a huge 30 Seconds to Mars fan, so we did get out and got to see Jared Leto, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, gosh, I grew up listening to them. Billy Corgan, one of a kind. And then uh, took me back to my, my high school days with The Offspring and 311. Uh, definitely enjoyed that, but... Man, if you haven't gotten a chance to get out and see some live music in a while, uh, you know, I don't know. There, there aren't too many things better than that. But uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, my plan going forward, um, you know, I, I have uh, really what, what I want to do with this first podcast is to kind of introduce some of the players that you'll be expecting to see throughout the 2018 season and guys that you'll be seeing as we lead up to the 2019 draft. Uh, which is set to uh, take place in Nashville in April. Um, and, uh, you know, really from going forward, looking at weekly podcasts every single week, breaking down the week prior. Who are we keeping an eye on? Who are the guys that uh, that we've been talking about? Who are the sleepers that are kind of flying under the radar? Uh, but before we get into the 2018 season, and the 2019 draft, I wanted to kind of go over and kind of put to bed the 2018 draft. We've got my all shoots team uh, for the 2018 uh, rookies uh, for the 2018 draft. Uh, just kind of wanted to go through position by position, really just kind of introduce some of the guys to be on the lookout for uh, some rookies that uh, I think can make an impact there at the next level. You know, if we start at the quarterback position, it's the same guy that I've been talking about from day one, Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, I got to see him play here in, in Oklahoma City um, since, you know, since he, he started playing at, at Oklahoma. And uh, the guy's the real deal. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people questioning whether or not Cleveland made the right choice. But uh, I've been saying it from day one. If John Dorsey wanted to change the losing culture in Cleveland, you take Baker Mayfield. And, uh, you know, hopefully Cleveland and the rest of uh, – the rest of, of, of everyone else, who, especially the doubters, will uh, will get to see Baker Mayfield prove everyone wrong. Running back position, obviously Saquon Barkley, Penn State, uh, you know, going number two overall to the Giants. Saquon Barkley is is a total package. You know, runs with power, runs with speed. Um, definitely a guy who who has a chance to make an instant impact for the Giants. Um, but there are some other backs to keep an eye out for. You know, there, there's Sony Michelle, you know, with the Patriots, although he's injured. Rashad Penny broke his, his finger with, with Seattle. Uh, on Johnson has a chance to make an impact with the Lions. Same goes for Nick Chubb in, in Cleveland, although you know, he is sharing the backfield with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Um, I'm going to go with a different guy. Let's look at Royce Freeman uh, with the Broncos. You know, third round pick out of Oregon. Um, you know, he'll be, be sharing the backfield a little bit. But uh, with Devontae Booker, but he's a guy that I think, you know, there's, um, there's not too much, um, you know, competition there in, in Denver. I think he's a guy who's ultimately going to 
take over that starting job and, and someone who I think can uh, can carry the load for the Broncos going forward. Uh, fourth round pick out of NC State, Naeem Hines going to the Colts. This is a pick that I really like. I think he's a guy that Andrew Luck is going to fall in love with. Uh, he's a running back uh, by trade, but you know he was a former former wide receiver. Um, so you can expect to see him catching balls out of the backfield. You'll see him line up in the slot. Uh, he's a versatile player who's really going to be playing all over the field, and uh, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time early on uh, because of that. Kalen Balazs. Arizona State went to Miami in the fourth round. Another uh, back who's going to see a lot of time on the field because of his hands. He's a big back. You know, he's 6'3", um, has, has, uh, has some decent hands. You know, showed that he, he has the breakaway speed as well. Um, someone who I think can make an impact there for the Dolphins in the passing game, at least to start out. Receivers. You know, I've got a few receivers listed here, I just realized. But uh, there's a trio of second round picks that I really like. Uh, DJ Chark out of out of LSU going to the Jaguars, you know that size, the speed, the the length, you know he's he's a a guy who I think can definitely make an impact and be a number one for Blake Bortles. Uh, Christian Kirk, Texas A&M went to Arizona, um, another speedster, a guy who I think could line up in the slot and and be a vertical threat for for Josh Rosen, Sam Bradford, whoever whoever's t- uh, playing quarterback there in Arizona. And then uh, James Washington out of Oklahoma State going to Pittsburgh. I think that's a perfect place for him. Um, playing with Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you know, James Washington's a guy who can who can get vertical, wins those 50-50 balls. Workman-like approach, I think he fits well with the Steelers. Uh, Michael Gallup, you know, third-round pick. Colorado State going to Dallas. Um, he's a guy I, I, I really am a fan of. A, a guy who... Um, you know, has a flair for the acrobatic, can make some some amazing catches, excellent body control, um, good concentration as well. Um, you know, a guy who I think is really going to fit in well in Dallas, and someone who I think at some point is going to end up being Dak Prescott's number one target, especially now that both Des Bryant and Jason Witten are long, no longer there. In Cleveland, Antonio Callaway. You know, he, he had some troubles in, in Florida, which is why he fell all the way to the fourth round. He was a first-round talent in my book. Uh, and if he can just keep himself keep, keep himself on the up and up, not get himself in any, into any trouble, I think Antonio Callaway could end up being one of the steals of the draft. And then uh, Javon Wims uh, out of Georgia went to Chicago in the seventh round. He's a big receiver, has good hands. You know, he, he went late. And, uh, you know, I think he's someone who... Uh, could end up developing some chemistry there with with Mitchell Trubisky and a guy to really start keeping an eye on um, as, as the season approaches. And then one last guy that I'm going to give you um, here at the wideout position, Alan Lazard. Always been a big fan of his coming out of Iowa State. Uh, went to Jacksonville as an undrafted free agent. Uh, big kid. The one thing that I worry about in Jacksonville is they have they already have five six receivers. There may not be a spot on the roster for Allen, um, but his size, they may even move him over to the tight end position, which is, I think, is still an area of need for the Jags. Um, but uh, I think Alan Lazar is going to find a home somewhere, and when he does, uh, he, he's he's got the size, uh, he's got the hands, um, he's got the intelligence uh, to play the position uh, at the next level. If we look at the tight end position, obviously Dallas Goddard, uh, my favorite uh, went to Philly in the second round. I had him going in the first round in my mock, um, but I think he fits very well with 
Zach Ertz, a guy who can get vertical up the field. You know, when you have a tight end that leads leads your program in receptions, um, you know, and and receiving yards, you know, this is a guy who you really have to keep an eye on um, as a pass catching threat. Uh, especially you know Carson Wentz once he's he's fully healthy, I think he's going to fall in love with uh, Dallas Goddard as a as a go-to uh, receiver. Mike Gesicki, Penn State going to Miami, um, another second round pick. Gesicki reminds me a lot of of Jimmy Graham and the fact that you know former basketball player also played some volleyball, incredible leaping ability, um, does a great job boxing. Using his size and boxing the the defender out wins those 50-50 balls. Um, good speed as well. Uh, you're really going to see you know Gesicki. Um, he's not much of a blocker, but I could definitely see him uh, being a, a huge weapon for Ryan Tannehill. And then Ian Thomas, fourth round pick uh, out of Indiana, going to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Ian Thomas is someone who I think. Uh, because of his his size and his speed, he's 260 pounds, runs well. Uh, he's going to be a guy that you know, especially with with Greg Olson, you know, on the on the tail end of his career. I think Ian Thomas, you're going to see him getting a lot more balls from from Cam, and uh, could end up being uh, a go-to target down the road. Switching gears to the offensive line. So the offensive line, I think it was a down year overall, especially at the offensive tackle position. Uh, the guy that I have penciled in right now, Joseph Noteboom out of TCU. Rams took uh, took him with their first pick that they actually had in the draft in the third round. Uh, Noteboom, you know, an athlete. You know, he's a guy who I think could either play, you know, tackle or guard. And I think the Rams right now really going to you know look to see where they can fit him in see you know how he can get some playing time early on might be at guard it may not actually be at tackle but i think when it's all said and done um you know he he's going to end up playing tackle in the league if you look along the interior of the line will hernandez out of out of uh utep going to the giants in the second round i love this guy you know just a a, a mean you know aggressive just a nasty guy, you know, just very athletic for his size. And once his, he locks on, gets those hands underneath your pad level, you know, he's, he's going to drive you and he knows what to do with you when he's done. He's just going to power you uh, and drive you into the ground. Will Hernandez, keep out, keep an eye out for him, you know, block him for Saquon Barkley. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. Uh, in Cleveland, Austin Corbett, also a second round pick. He actually went to pick ahead of, of Will Hernandez. What I like about Austin Corbett, again, is the versatility. Played tackle for the Wolfpack, probably going to kick inside to guard uh, with Cleveland. Uh, much like Joel Batonio, you know, the fellow Wolfpack alum. Batonio's moving out to left tackle right now. And there's a chance that, uh, you know, depending on how Batonio does, you may end up seeing Corbett kick out to, uh, to left tackle for a little while. But I think having uh, Corbett there really solidifies that offensive line uh, for Cleveland. And one last guy, um, six-round picket for the Vikings, uh, Colby Gossett out of Appalachian State. I think, you know, just a no-nonsense guy, someone that they could put in there on the line, uh, someone who I think is going to start down the road for, for Minnesota. And then finally at the center position, obviously I, I love Frank Ragnow out of Arkansas. Seemed like he played there forever. Um, but uh, going to the Lions in the first round, I thought that's a great pick. A uh, guy who's going to start right away. And then there's Mason Cole, you know, third round pick out of uh, out of Michigan, going to the Cardinals. 
I think he's going to end up starting sooner rather than later for the cards. Uh, the versatility there, he can play tackle, can play center, probably even kick inside the guard as well. Um, I think Mason Cole is someone who's going to be starting uh, on, on that line um, sooner rather than later. Switching gears to the defensive side of the football. Defensive end, obviously, I'm a huge fan of, of Bradley Chubb. You know, I hate you know using all these first-round picks on my, my all-shoots team, but Bradley Chubb, I've been a fan of his. Uh, for quite some time, you know, could have come out as a junior and I was keeping an eye on him possibly entering that uh, 2017 draft uh, just because of the, 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 the size, the, the length, you know, that the hands, that the hand usage, the, the blend of the speed and the power. I'm a huge fan. And I think, you know, putting him in Denver with, uh, with Vaughn Miller, that's, that makes for a, a dynamic duo pass, uh, rushing the passer. Seattle got Rasheem Green, you know, fellow Trojan uh, in in the third round, and I think what what Seattle's going to get, they're going to have a guy who um, has some versatility. You know, he can rush the passer off the edge as a as a defensive end. He can also kick inside on some of the passing downs, especially if Seattle has a NASCAR package that can put him inside. Uh, he's someone who I think is going to get playing time early on because not only can he can he rush the passer, but he can also set the edge against the run. And then another guy. To keep an eye on, um, just more so as a as a later round pick, uh, someone who might be a little bit more of a developmental guy. But Duke Edgiofor out of Wake Forest, sixth round pick going to Houston. Uh, Houston looking for guys to get after the passer, and I think Duke Edgiofor is a guy who uh, who I think might surprise there for the te- for the Texans. If you look inside to defensive tackle, have a few guys written down here. Uh, number one on my list though is, is Harrison Phillips. I'm higher probably on this guy than a lot of guy, a lot of people, but, uh, the Stanford grad, uh, was taken by the bills in the third round. Uh, the former, uh, high school wrestling champ just, you know, understands leverage, understands, you know, balance, uh, the body control that he has, the power, the speed, uh, Harrison Phillips, I, I think is going to be taken over for, for Kyle Williams there at defensive tackle, uh, Nathan Shepard. You know, out of Fort Hayes State, going to the Jets. You know, he's a defensive tackle, but I think he's probably going to play end. You know, you see, you know, Muhammad Wilkerson, the the you know Sheldon Richardsons, the Leonard Williams. I think this is a great fit uh, for Nathan Shepard. He and uh, Foley Fatukasi, um, you know, there for the Jets. I think th- those could be the two guys that can fill in and uh, you know make an impact for for the Jets in their three four. Uh, P.J. Hall, Sam Houston State, um, went to went to Oakland. And, uh, you know, P.J. Hall is a guy who, for me, looks a lot like uh, like, like Geno Atkins or an Aaron Donald type. A guy who isn't very, very, isn't very big, but just so quick off the ball, shoots the gaps. Um, you know, a pass rusher on the inside is definitely, you know, something that any NFL team is looking for. Um, so I think he'll be a, a nice fit there for Oakland. So, you know, the last guy to... Uh, to talk about here on the uh, on the defensive line is, is Tim Settle, uh, the nose tackle uh, out of Virginia Tech, went in the fifth round to to Washington. Washington getting both Settle and uh, and Darren Payne, uh, but Settle's a guy you know just he's 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 young you know he's a redshirt sophomore, uh, and he's just going to continue to grow uh, as a player. And you know I I think he's someone who you know can. Um, 
you know can can eat up a lot of blockers, but he can also make some plays. You know, he's he's a lot more uh, more athletic than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Linebackers, linebackers. So all my linebackers, pretty much between the third and fifth rounds. Uh, the first guy that I have to talk about is is my favorite. Uh, it's Jannard Avery out of Memphis. Cleveland took him in the fifth round. Uh, I, I love his versatility. You know his ability to play both inside and out. You, know, you see him uh, dropping into coverage. Does a great job reading the quarterback's eyes. He can uh, rush the passer. Does a good job uh, giving chase and uh, in, in setting the edge in, in the run game. To me, he's the guy who could start right away for Cleveland. Um, I hope that uh, that he does get a lot of playing time because you know, I think the more that he's out there on the field, he's a guy who could make an impact um, for that Cleveland Brown defense. Um, inside, looking at, at Micah Kaiser out of out of Virginia. Rams took him in the fifth round. Uh, he's probably not going to win the starting job you know, just yet. But he's someone who I think is going to continue to learn, um, you know, much like like Avery. You know, he's going to continue to learn. He's he's kind of the you know the cerebral assassin. You know, he's he's very intelligent. Um, you know, was a you know a scholar scholar athlete there for the, for the Cavaliers. Uh, someone who who has uh, the ability to just he reads plays quickly, flows well to the ball. Um, able to get off blocks, um, and uh, I, I think he's someone who fits well into Wade Phillips. What Phil, Wade Phillips wants to do on his, uh, on his defense, Josie Jewell uh, going to Denver in the fourth round. Iowa Hawkeyes. Josie Jewell. If you want to know where the football is going, just keep an eye on him. He's going to take you to it. Uh, you know, not the most gifted athletically, but a guy who just knows how to play football. And then uh, I left. Uh, Oren Burks uh, for last Vanderbilt third round pick Green Bay Packers bring some athleticism you know to that inside linebacker position I think something that the Packers were were definitely missing um, and I think Oren Burks has a chance to start right away looking at the cornerback position um, first guy on, the, on my list is Isaiah Oliver out of Colorado second round pick going to the Falcons you know, Colorado's produced quite a few defensive backs, and I think we've got another guy who can make an impact. You know, I've been uh, a huge fan of Akella Witherspoon there in in, uh, in San Francisco, and then Tedrick Thompson, the safety, has finally gotten a chance there in Seattle. And, uh, you know, those guys making some plays at the next level. I think Isaiah Oliver, given the chance out on the, uh, out on the perimeter, can be a lockdown corner. And then I'll give you a name, you know, someone who's a sleeper, uh, sixth-round pick, Perry Nickerson out of Tulane going to the Jets. Um, you know, he's a guy who I think can definitely flash. He's got uh, got some skills. Um, you know, made made a lot of plays. He's got the ball skills. He's got the speed. Ran a four three two forty at the combine. Um, you know, he's he's got to put on some weight. You know, he's a little slight, but uh, don't rule out Perry Nickerson. I think he's somebody who, um, when it's all said and done, is going to be getting a lot of playing time there uh, for the Jets. And then at safety. Look, I love Derwin James going to the Chargers. Man, you know that's a that's a great pickup there for for the Chargers, especially for him falling all the way to them at number fifteen. Um, you know that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but you know I also have Jesse Bates out of uh, Wake Forest going to Cincinnati in the second round. Uh, George Iloka just got cut, which basically means Jesse Bates is is going to be the guy there at, at safety, and then uh, Justin Reed. Uh, third round pick out of Stanford going to Houston. 
keep an eye on him. You know, I had him actually going in the first round. I think he's somebody who's going to see the field early for, for the Texans as well. So that's my all shoots team. Those are, those are the guys that I know I'm going to be keeping a close eye on guys who I feel, uh, will be making an impact, you know, really most of them sooner rather than later. Uh, but not everybody's going to get a chance right off the bat. I think Baker Mayfield, you know, may not even see the field much, uh, year one, especially with Tyrod Taylor, um, there at the helm under center, but you never know. You never know what happens, but, uh, those are some guys to definitely keep an eye out on. So we know what the 2018 drafts, uh, narrative was four quarterbacks taken in the top 10 picks. That's never been done before five quarterbacks taken in the, in the first round. That hasn't happened since 1999. So uh, definitely the narrative is the quarterback position. You know, when you're looking at, at uh, man, you know, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, um, who am I leaving out? Josh Allen, uh, Josh Rosen, and then Lamar Jackson. I mean, you're looking at those guys, you know, two, maybe three guys could end up starting by the, by the end of the season. Um, just really, really, you know, a lot of depth there at that quarterback position. So it makes you wonder, you know, looking ahead, 2019 draft, what's the narrative going to be? I'll give you a hint. You know, it, it starts with the D and ends with a fence. I think you're going to be seeing defense, defense, and even more defense there in the first round of the 2019 draft. You know, I, I was looking through some of these prospects, and there are as many as eight defensive ends and six defensive tackles uh, with top 20 potential. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen. So that means that there's someone's going to get a steal at some point, either late in round one um, or on day two. Um, but the depth at, at uh, you know, especially the defensive line positions are just, you know, it, it's unreal. Um, you know, obviously you're starting with with Ed Oliver out of Houston and uh, Nick Bosa from Ohio State. Ed Oliver, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 290 pounds was Houston's highest rated recruit, you know, first five-star recruit to go to the Cougars. And he made his presence felt um, there, you know, as a true freshman, 2016 season, 65 tackles, you know, for the big guy, uh, 22 for loss, you know, five sacks, you know, six uh, batted balls. You know, that's something that, uh, you know, you, you just can't teach, you know, well, you can, but you know, that the instincts to be able to, to read the play, get the hand up, you know, as a true freshman to make that make that many plays on the football. It's just unreal. Then 2017, he continued the momentum. 73 tackles. Shows you just how active this guy is. 16.5 tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks, uh, 3 pass breakups. You know, Ed Oliver, to me, reminds me a lot of, uh, of Aaron Donald. You know, you look at Aaron Donald, the explosiveness that he has. The You know, he's not the biggest guy, but what he does have is he has that explosive quickness, uh, the ability, you know, that speed to power. Um, and, and I think, you know, looking at Aaron Donald and what he's been able to do for the Rams, he's the best defensive player in the league. Some people argue he's the best player in the league. And uh, you see what, what value he has. And uh, there's a chance that Ed Oliver could end up being the number one overall pick in the uh, in 2019. So, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. But then you're looking at Nick Bosa out of Ohio State, 6'4", 270 pounds, going into his junior season. You know, he's he's trying to follow in his little brother Joey uh, Joey's footsteps. Or, I'm sorry, in his older brother Joey's footsteps. Uh, you know, he was a third round or third overall pick of the uh, of the Chargers. 
And uh, Nick Bosa looks a lot like his brother. Uh, you know, five sacks uh, as a freshman, eight and a half sacks uh, as a sophomore. You know, and that's playing on a on a defensive line that had a ton of depth. You know, at, at the position. You know, from Sam Hubbard to uh, you know to to Jalen Jalen Holmes to uh, Tyquan Lewis. You know, a lot of guys up front. And uh, you know, Nick Bosa was still the the featured player. You know, just just like his brother, active hands, just really good job. You know, slapping the the offensive tackle's hands away. Good punch into the into the tackle's chest to drive him back. Then uh, able to cut inside, follow the, the the running back down the line, and be able to drop him for a loss. Um, excellent hips. You know, the the fluidity in the hips, being able to uh, you know to drop that inside shoulder, sink the hips be able to, to turn the corner in a hurry. Um, the one thing that he just needs to do is, is make sure that he doesn't end up on the ground. There are a lot of plays uh, that were taken out, you know, and, and uh, once he's down on the ground, obviously you're not going to be as effective. So I think that's something that he needs to work on. Um, so if we stay at the defensive end position for a little while here, you know, I said that there are as many as eight, possibly even nine, really. Um, you know, it depends on where you want to put Austin Bryant from Clemson, if he's going to be a defensive end or is he going to be standing up as a um, as an outside linebacker. But uh, number two on my list at defensive end is, is Rashawn Gary, 6'5", 281 pounds, you know, out of Michigan. Uh, coming into the 2016 season as a, as a true freshman, he was the number one overall recruit. Um and uh, you know, saw the field. You know, played in 12 games. You know, didn't make a, a ton of an Im- uh, you know a ton of impact. Uh, but really, you know, 2017 was where you really saw you know Rashawn Gary step up. You know, 15 or I'm sorry, 11 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, 58 total tackles. When he was able to go one on one, you just saw the the power, the the burst, uh, the explosion. You know, and really now. Um, you know, now's the time for him to really shine. I didn't see enough uh, of the plays. You saw the athleticism. You saw him be so active. But what you didn't see was was him finishing a lot of plays. I said five and a half sacks and 11 and a half tackles for loss. I want to see Rashawn Gary dominate you know, play after play. And when you're talking about Ed Oliver, you're talking about Nick Bosa, offenses had to game plan to stop both of those guys. And really with Rashawn Gary... You know, you, you, it was not something that you saw on every single down. I want to see that from him and really take his game to the next level. If he's going to be a top five pick, that's really what we have to see. Now, I remember a few years ago, um, Malik McDowell, there was a lot of talk of Malik McDowell at the defensive tackle position for, for the Spartans, um, you know, and really taking his game to the next level. And everyone was expecting him to really blossom and, and be that top five pick. And it just didn't happen. And, I, you know, I'm looking at Rashawn Gary, all the athleticism, and I know I'm going to get killed for this um, because, you know, everyone talks about the talent, the ability. I see it. You know, you see it on plays all the time, just throwing defenders or throwing an offensive lineman aside. Um, you know, the, the speed, the quickness, the hands, you see it all. Um, I just want to see him finish. I want to see him finish more often. All right, Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson. You know, I'm, at some point you figured we had to talk about all the, the, the foursome there at Clemson. I mean, you want to talk about a, a defensive line. I mean, it's an impressive group. Uh, and, and Farrell has a chance to be the best of the bunch. 6'5", 265 pounds. Um, as a redshirt freshman 2016, I think everyone remembers him being the 
uh, defensive player of the game in the national title game. Uh, six six sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss. Uh, then then as a, as a sophomore, 18 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. Um, just really disruptive in, in the backfield. Um, uses his long arms, you know, effectively. I think he does a good job, you know, setting the edge to stack and shed, um, disengaging as well to uh, to rush the passer. Um, I think he he does a good job getting his hands inside um, to to get off blocks. Um, you know, I think he uses uses power as well, the, the speed to power. Um, he's athletic to avoid cut blocks. I think he can come down. Um, you know, flatten out and just show that speed to the quarterback. You know, I also, uh, you know, showed so, some ability to drop in coverage. You know, there's a game against Miami, showed the awareness, read a play. He was chasing the quarterback, rolling out, slammed on the brakes, tracked down the running back on a screen and, and made the tackle for loss. You know, at 6'5", 265 pounds, it was a pretty, uh, pretty athletic play to see. Which then takes us to... Zach Allen out of Boston College, 6'5", 285 pounds. You know, it's not every day that you talk about a defensive end uh, totaling 100 tackles, but that's exactly what Zach Allen was able to do. You know, 15 and a half tackles for loss, four sacks as well. Obviously very active, has a high motor, uses his hands well to get off blocks. You know, that hard punch to really drive his man, um, you know, get his man off balance, takes that inside move to the quarterback, Leverage, speed to power, bull rush, you know, um, all in his arsenal. You know, I think he's kind of the uh, the guy of this group that's going to kind of fly under the radar. But uh, someone, when it's all said and done, is going to should be an, uh, a first-round pick. Um, Raekwon Davis out of Alabama, 6'7", 306 pounds. You know, just a big guy. I mean, this guy, you know, he, you know, he, he looks intimidating. You know, he'll, he'll talk a lot. You know, he'll, he'll let you know about it. Um, but uh, 69 tackles. You know, from the defensive end, and was also lining up inside. Uh, Ten tackles for loss. You know, eight and a half sacks. Had that interception uh, in, in the playoffs. You know, um, you know, uh, uses the the rip to beat his man off the ball, and and you know, once he does that, you know, he's going to really collapse the you know collapse the pocket from the inside. He he's stout at the point of attack. It's under the the guard's pad level, and uh, you know, is able to really stack and shed um, and, and clog the hole up for. You know, to really make sure that the running back has nowhere to go. Um, Raekwon Davis, just someone who I think is just going to continue to get better and better. Um, Montez Sweat, another guy who I think is kind of flying under the radar. 6'6", 241 pounds, Mississippi State. Um, you know, he was a transfer from Michigan State. Um, and, uh, you know, in his first season with with the Bulldogs, 15 and a half tackles for loss, 10 and a half sacks. Uh, led the SEC in sacks. You know, I think he's physical at the point. Um, you know, has excellent length. Um, to me, reminds me a lot of Daniil Hunter. You know, uh, coming out of LSU, and you know, you see the type of player that he's become for the Vikings. Um, and, and I think that that Montez Sweat has a chance to be that same type of player. So we're talking about comparisons, and you know, I'm looking at Jalen Jelks, 6'6", 252 pounds out of Oregon. Just another, uh, you know, large defensive defensive tackle, or excuse me, defensive line prospect uh, for the Ducks. You know, he's kind of a cross between Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner. Uh, you know, Buckner I think was a little bit more athletic um, than, than than Jelks, but I think Jelks is is more athletic than Armstead. Um, you know, last season, 15 and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, uh, power in his hands, long arms, uses those to disengage. Um, you know. 
you know, has batted down 10 passes uh, in, in his three seasons there at, at Eugene, uh, including seven a season ago. Um, so, you know, he's somebody that, uh, you know, should be on, on teams radars. I think he's someone who can sneak into the first round. Um, and another guy who to me, I think might be the sleeper of the group is, uh, is Joe Jackson out of, out of Miami, six, five, 258 pounds, 21 tackles for loss and 14 sacks in two seasons. Um, you know, he, he just really made Mitch Hyatt of, Cle- of of Clemson, who is an offensive tackle prospect in this year's draft, just made him made him look silly, just beating him with speed off the edge, got his hands under the pad level to really jolt him off balance and would shoot inside, get to, to Kelly Bryant uh, and, and sack him. Also was throwing uh, Hyatt aside in the run game, so obviously some some speed, some power uh, out of Joe Johnson or Joe Jackson. He's a guy to really keep an eye on um, as we get closer and closer um, to the draft, which I know is quite a long ways away, but, uh, just a, a name to keep in mind. Austin Bryant out of Clemson, 6'4", 265 pounds. He's almost a forgotten man, um, on that, on that team. Um, but a guy who could definitely get after the quarterback, you know, 15 and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks a season ago. Um, you know, he, he does a good job, uh, using his hands, you know, he extends that outside arm, um, and then shooting inside to, to disrupt the run. Um, he can be a stand-up defensive end, which makes me wonder if maybe he, he does kick out to uh, um, the outside linebacker position. He's relentless in, in pursuit of the football, especially going after the quarterback. Um, you know, I, I really want to see what uh, what he can do, kind of taking things to the next level. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll see what he can do against a lot of one-on-one blocks. You know, because you figure with Farrell, Christian Wilkins, and and Dexter Lawrence taking up a lot of the blockers, he should be seeing a lot of uh, you know one-on-one uh, assignments. So I'd be curious to see exactly what uh, what he's able to do. A few other names to to be on the lookout for. Uh, the first one will be Chase Winovich out of out of Michigan, 6'3", 253 pounds. Is he a defensive end? Is he an outside linebacker? We really don't know. But what we do know is this guy is relentless. You know, he's he's got a motor that just won't quit. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going and going and going. Uh, 27 and a half tackles for loss and uh, 13, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 13 and a half sacks in the last two seasons. Uh, 73 tackles as well. So very active, like I said. Um, you know, he, he does a good job, uh, shooting up the field, uh, you know, attacking the zone read, um, you know, doesn't really sit back or anything like that. He's going to go ahead and attack it. Um, you know, I think he bends well off the edge, does a good job, uh, you know, flattening out, getting into the quarterback, you know, gets his hands under the, you know, what he did against Wisconsin was he was just, he was wreaking havoc against some, some of the best offensive line prospects in this year's draft, uh, really made, uh, Michael Dieter work at the tackle position, got his hands under the pad level, drove him back, and then came off that block to, dro- uh, to drop the ro- uh, drop the running back, just happened to be Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, that uses his hands to slap, you know, slap uh, Dieter away, then the burst to curl around off the edge and get to the quarterback. Uh, Winovich is a guy who, if you're looking for someone who has a motor that just won't quit, and a guy who's going to find a way to get to the football, he's going to be your guy. Uh, someone from a, from a, um, group of five, I'm sorry, yeah, group of five um, school to be on the lookout for. Carl Granderson out of Wyoming, 6'5", 243 pounds, um, 
you know, he really came into his own in, in 2017. 16 tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, two interceptions, um, has good length coming off the edge. And when he's working with uh, Johanna uh, Gaffon, uh, you know, they, they've got a dynamic duo there for, for the Cowboys. And, you know, I, I encourage you to, you know, make sure that you, you know, when the Wyoming Cowboys are playing, that you tune in to watch this defense. There are some players um, who you're going to be seeing playing on Sundays. Another group of five, we're going to talk Jalen Ferguson out of Louisiana Tech, 6'5", 255 pounds, uh, a guy who just wreaks havoc in, in opposing backfields. Um, you know, have 14 and a half sacks is his sophomore season um, for the Bulldogs. Uh, in, in total, you're looking at 41 and a half tackles for loss and uh, 27 and a half sacks. You know, he's raw. You know, you, you watch him off off the edge. His arms are flailing a lot, uh, but really good effort. You know, I think he shows some you know some good spin moves back to the inside as a uh, as a secondary move. Uh, really quick get off with a four. You know, gets into a four point stance. You know, he's also a stand up defensive end. You know, so there's a chance that he may you know may fit as a three four outside linebacker. Uh, the one thing that he needs to work on, you know, is is some of his strength. You know, he he gets overpowered at the point, struggles to get off the the tight end block. I think a lot of that ends up being you know because he he gets too high. I said his arms were flailing a lot. Um, you know, a lot of uh, his, his sacks really seem to be off of off of effort and athleticism. Um, so really, he's going to have to work on some technique if he's going to want to to get a lot of reps at the next level. And then one last name to keep an eye out for. Um, probably going to end up being a three-four outside linebacker, but nevertheless, the guy who can get to the quarterback, O'Shane Zimenez, out of Old Dominion, six-three, two hundred forty-seven pounds, uh, a guy who you know really has been been getting after quarterbacks um, since 2015. Um, you know, 2015, 2016, uh, between those two seasons, 19 tackles for loss, and uh, you know, and and 12 and a half sacks. And then, you know, a season ago as a junior, 14 tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks. You know, a guy who uh, has also batted down 10 passes in his career. Uh, someone who has some speed off the edge um, and can get to the quarterback. You know, I really am, am looking forward to, to watching Old Dominion play as well, just so that I can watch, um, you know, O'Shane, you know, continue to, to develop and grow. I think he has, um, has some potential to be a, a sleeper when it's all said and done. So I said that uh, you know I had about six defensive tackles that uh, have a chance you know to be top twenty picks. In addition to Ed Oliver, you know, you're looking at Dexter Lawrence out of, out of Clemson, 6'5", 340 pounds. Reminds you a lot of another Clemson alum, uh, William uh, Refrigerator Perry. Uh, just uh, you know a guy who's who's quick off the ball, has you know incredible athleticism for for a guy his size. Uh, takes on a lot of blockers, stout against the run. Um, you know he's he's very quick off the ball to you know shoot the a gap to get a sack. Um, uses a rip move um, after his first step um, to get into the backfield. You know had six and a half sacks. You know for a guy who's six five, three hundred and forty pounds, and that's really what you know Clemson has him has him measured at um, is six five and three forty. Um, but you're looking at the sack total there as a as a true freshman. Six and a half sacks, and, and you know, just a guy who can be disruptive, and uh, you know, a guy who who you really need to keep an eye on. Um, you know, coming into the draft, I think he's a guy 
might not be a, a top 10 pick when it's all said and done, but I don't think I really don't see him getting out of the, the top 15. Um, you know, he's kind of like that Don Terry Poe, uh, Vita Vea type, a guy who's probably going to hover right between 11 and 15. Uh, that'd make a lot of sense. Christian Wilkins, the kindergarten teacher, coming back for a senior season, 6'4", 310 pounds, you know, a guy who really burst on the scene as a, as a true freshman, you know, due to injury, you know, defensive tackle prospect, playing defensive end, uh, showed a, a, a really good burst off the ball, um, you know, quick hips, getting skinny through gaps, um, you know, he, he shows a lot more, you know, quickness um, than, than power, you know, he'd see, you know, a lot of double teams, but he'd use his, use his hands to slip the blocks and, and shoot into the backfield. Um, you know, I really want to see some more power from him, um, you know, and, and really, you know, make his presence felt. You know, he's somebody who, to me, may end up being a 3-4 defensive end, um, but I think because of his quickness would make sense there inside um, in, in a 4-3. Um, a season ago, just nine tackles for loss and uh, and five sacks. You know, and, and part of it too is is he's lining up on a, on a line with with a lot of playmakers and really had a lot of help um, the last couple of seasons. He's going to be one of the guys who's really going to be looked at to make a lot of plays. You know, to me, I look at him and uh, you know Jonathan Allen out of uh, out of Alabama. Um, you know, similar size uh, and someone who I think could end up being a three four defensive end um, is Christian Wilkins when it's all said and done. Derek Brown out of Auburn, 6'5", 316 pounds, you know, nine and a half tackles for loss and three sacks a season ago. Um, you know, the numbers don't necessarily, you know, uh, reflect it, but he's a guy who can get after the quarterback on the inside. Um, another guy that I like is is Draymond Jones out of uh, Ohio State, 6'3", 295 pounds. Uh, you want to talk about some some speed and some quickness. You know, he he beat Ben uh, Bo Benshaw. Uh, when Ohio State played the played uh, Wisconsin, to me, Ben Shaw's the best guard in, in this year's draft, um, at least to this point. Um, used this quick spin move as a secondary move to beat Ben Shaw. Um, you know, he chased uh, Karan Higdon 30 yards down the field when they played Michigan. Um, so there's definitely some effort there as well. He's always working to the quarterback. You know, he'll shoot inside and spin back outside. Um, you know, I think he does a great job shooting gaps to disrupt the run. Um, has some effectiveness rushing the passer as well. The numbers don't show it, but you know, he's a guy. Again, he's playing on a um, was playing on a defensive line with a lot of depth, and uh, now he's going to be looked at as a guy to to uh, to step up and be a leader. And uh, just that athleticism that he has uh, for the position, somebody who's who to really really keep an eye on. You know, he actually hurdled a cut block to get into the backfield. So you know, a guy. Um, you know, who's 6'3", 295 pounds. You don't always see a guy moving that way. So, uh, again, there's there's quite a bit of depth at the position, um, even after these guys. Uh, the, the last one um, of the bunch, Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State, 6'4", 301 pounds, uh, 12 tackles for loss, five sacks a season ago, plays with a low pad level, you know, extends his arms into the into his man, pushes him back. Uh, there was one play where he drove the center all the way back into the end zone, nearly got a safety uh, drop in the running back. You know, zero technique can affect both gaps. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on. I think he and uh, Montez Sweat, you know, if nothing else, you know, tune into Mississippi State game just to, uh, just to watch the two of them uh, get after the quarterback. 
let's see, who else do I have? Uh, Jerry Tillery, uh, Notre Dame, 6'6", 306 pounds, good length uh, for the defensive tackle position. Showed that he can not only you know, be disruptive in the backfield against the run, but also rushing the passer. Four and a half sacks a season ago for the Irish. Um, someone who can you know start inside, hit the brakes, get back outside, and and pursue the quarterback for a sack when the quarterback's getting outside the pocket. Uh, does a good job, you know, working downhill. Uses his hands well. Uh, you know, someone who who runs very well too. You'll see him on on stunts, and he he can pull right around and and uh, be disruptive, uh, getting after the quarterback. I think he's physical at the point. Um, good leverage to really be stout. Um, and then I think he's got a, a, a variety of ways to get to the quarterback. Uses an arm over, uh, you know, quite a bit. Uses the spin move as well. Uh, Jerry Tillery, uh, another name uh, to keep an eye on. You know, he'll probably be an early, early to mid second round pick, but a guy who I think uh, isn't being talked about as much. You know, and everybody should should really be jumping on the bandwagon. Ricky Walker out of Virginia Tech, 6'2", 300 pounds, uh, a, a guy. A season ago, 12 and a half uh, tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. Very active at the defensive tackle position. Now that Tim Settle's gone, it's going to be all all Ricky Walker on the inside. Um, but you know, definitely a guy who can um, get after both the uh, or make plays both against the run and the pass. A junior to keep an eye on that not many people have have been talking about, um, but he's a Group of Five guy, um, and I mentioned him earlier. It's uh, Johanna. Uh, Gaffon out of Wyoming, 6'4", 290 pounds. This guy uh, is someone who should be on NFL radars. 20, uh, 20 tackles for loss, 10 sacks, including seven a season ago. Just a big guy um, who has exceptional quickness, burst off the ball, uh, relentless in pursuit of the quarterback. Uh, a, a guy who, to me, when I'm looking at a lot of these prospects, um, if he has a big year, he's someone who I think could shoot up draft boards um, if he decides he wants to enter the draft. A couple other names to give you uh, here as we close out the defensive tackle position. Missouri, you always know Missouri is going to going to uh, produce some offensive tackles, or excuse me, some defensive tackles. Uh, Terry Beckner Jr., uh, 6'4", 290 pounds, um, you know, only played in 16 games. His first two seasons, but uh, got a full season under his belt in 2017, and, and it really showed. 11 sack, uh, excuse me, 11 tackles for loss, seven sacks, um, had an interception as well. Uh, someone to really, you know, for me to, to to keep an eye on, see if he can continue that momentum into his senior season. And then uh, Olive Sagapolu uh, out of Wisconsin, you know, 6'2", 346 pounds, the nose tackle, a big guy, very athletic. You know he's he's an athletic guy for for someone that size. Um, you know can get after the quarterback a little bit. Um, you know when when you look at guys like Tim Settle, Deron Payne, a lot of these nose tackles, teams need that. They they need they need someone who's going to be able to take on multiple blockers. And he's shown that he you know not only can absorb um, you know a lot of blocks, but he can also uh, make plays against uh, you know against the quarterback. And that's something that you really start looking for in that nose tackle and that's something that you could look at you know in that second you know second through through fifth round um trying to identify some of those guys you know olive sagapolu probably someone who you could probably pick up in the fourth or fifth round uh, but someone who could definitely help your ball club 
So we've been talking about the defensive line, and uh, you know, there's more to a defense than just a defensive line. Um, outside linebacker, you know, I, we're going to talk both, you know, edge rushers and uh, and and outside linebackers in um, a four three as well. Um, you know, the first guy, if, if you're talking about outside linebackers, it has to be Devin White, right? Uh, 6'1", 248 pounds out of LSU, 133 tackles a season ago, 13 and a half tackles for loss, four, four and a half sacks, had an interception, three pass breakups. The instincts are evident here. You know, this, you know, what he means to that defense. You look at Roquan Smith and the leadership skills that he displayed a, a season ago for, for the, for the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, Devin White. You know, I said he's an outside linebacker. You could also play inside. You know, put him at the mic. Let him be the guy to really run your your defense. Uh, he, he has the potential to be a top ten pick. You know, the the being instinctive, being very active. You know, and, and being a leader for that defense. You know, you look at LSU. Um, there there's some talent on that defense that's still returning. And uh, if Devin White can step up, show that he can lead that defense, I think that's going to go a long way for you know his his draft prospects. Josh Allen out of Kentucky, not not the Josh Allen from Wyoming, uh, but the Josh Allen from Kentucky. Another guy to really keep an eye on. You know, six five, two hundred thirty pounds. Some people were, were mentioning his name for the uh, two thousand eighteen draft. Uh, just a guy who who makes plays all over the football field. And, you know, just another guy you know like that. You know, ten and a half uh, tackles for loss a season ago, uh, seven sacks uh, for the second straight season. Um, you know, a guy who can also drop into coverage a little bit, just has a nose for the football. Um, you know, I think he and, and Mike Edwards, the safety, are going to be leading that, that Kentucky um, Wildcat defense. Um, you know, something to, to kind of watch there in, in SEC play. Anthony Jennings, you know, the question for me is, is, is he going to be, be healthy? Is he going to be a guy who... Um, you know, can can make a play. You know, on on uh, you know consistently. You know, I watched him just overpower Mitch Hyatt at the point of attack. You know, when he's healthy, when he's when he's on, when he's on the field. Um, you know, he can make. You know, he can make be disruptive and he can make a lot of plays. Six three, two hundred sixty two pounds. What you know, my concern is for him. You know, he's a junior. Um, you know, give him a, a full year of of reps and and give him the the, the reps that he needs. You know, Anthony Jennings could show that he can get all. Um, you know, get off, uh, get to the quarterback off the edge. The question is just going to be, you know, can he stay healthy? Um, you know, he, he's he's played in ten games in each of the the last two seasons, so the you know durability you know, has to be a, a bit of a concern. Ben Banigou, out of TCU, six four, two hundred forty pounds. You know, he transferred from from Louisiana Monroe. Um, became the Big Twelve newcomer of the year, going to TCU uh, with sixteen and a half uh, tackles for loss. Uh, eight and a half sacks. You know what I what I watched with him was you know, he was just very aggressive, coming off the edge. Um, you know, attacking the quarterback. Uh, very athletic, uh, good hips, able to to dip um, that inside shoulder bend. You know, runs the arc very well. Uh, does a good job flattening out. You know, but he also reads the quarterback's eyes very well. Um, you know, extending his arm to to uh, you know bat the ball down. Um, also, you know, in pursuit of the quarterback, gets his arm out to to knock the ball away. Um, so uses that that length. And I said that you know very aggressive. You know, he'll he'll attack the, the mesh point. You know, a lot of those those zone reads. Um, you know, he'll he'll attack that mesh point, and uh, you know is someone who I think 
Um, if he has a big year there for TCU, he could solidify himself as a, as a day two pick there um, for someone looking for a pass rusher. Another pass rusher, he's undersized. You know, I think he's up to two, he may be up to 230 now. Uh, Brian Byrne, 6'5", played last season at, at basically 218 pounds. But, you know, the pass rushing skills are, are evident. You know, 23 tackles for loss and, and 13 sacks in the two seasons. He's a stand-up defensive end. And, uh, you know, just speed, speed and more speed. Just the explosiveness off the ball. Uh, you know, dips that inside shoulder, flattens out to the quarterback. Uses his long arms, um, you know, to, to to get to the quarterback in a hurry. You know, I think he does a good job tracking the ball down. Um, and in coverage, you can drop a little bit. Um, shows some athleticism there. Has the speed to run running backs down from behind. Um, Brian Burns to me um, is a guy who I'm looking for and expecting to to make some plays. You know, four batted balls a season ago, three forced fumbles. That length, you know, you really can't teach the length. You can't teach speed, and Brian Burns has both. Notre Dame's uh, Tavon Coney, um, 6'1", 240 pounds. Uh, 116 tackles a season ago. Really stepped up his game uh, last season. You know, needs to to show that uh, you know he can he can be an every down guy. And I think he was able to do that last year. Um, you know, 11 and a half tackles for loss, three sacks. Is he going to be a guy who who's going to end up being a day two pick? You know, I think another 100 tackle season is going to go a long way for him. Now, one guy who's had some some. Just stretch of bad luck is Porter Gustin out of USC, 6'5", 255 pounds, uh, a guy who is just relentless in, in getting after the quarterback, and a guy who, um, you know, workout warrior, a guy who's always in the weight room, and uh, just the physicality with which he plays, the intensity, uh, he's really a lot of fun to watch. Um, but uh, 2017, you know, season was cut short. Uh, you know, played against Texas, um, had a you know. A, broken toe and he had that had required plate and and a screw and so he still tried to play against texas actually you know got to the quarterback and sacked the quarterback on back-to-back plays with this uh screw and plate in his foot um but uh ultimately wound up not playing the rest of uh rest of the game because the screw moved in his foot um but you think about you know that that injury and he still was playing through that pain um you know really you know something that uh you know, to be commendable, uh, you know, or to be commended. Um, but, you know, his, his season also was cut short because of a, a torn biceps. And then, uh, you know, in, in training camp for, for SC, um, or I'm sorry, in fall fall practice, he, he tears his, his meniscus. Um, so he was out four to five weeks there for that. Um, but uh, Port Augustine, probably going to be seeing him probably I'd say maybe week three week four um, something to keep an eye on but you know the durability concerns you know it's probably gonna you know really you know hit uh, take a hit to his draft stock Michael Pinkney um, kind of the forgotten man there for for Miami a little bit you know there are a lot of playmakers that they have on that team um, but uh, you know he's, he's not a guy that people talk about a whole lot Um but, uh, you know, a guy who I think makes plays both in the passing game and against the run. Uh, played Wisconsin, was able to wrap up Jonathan Taylor, taking him on one-on-one. Um, you know, read the uh, a jet sweep, got up the field to, to drop the receiver for loss. 
Um, you know, plays well downhill against the run. Um, to me, I think he's more of a, of a run defender than, than a guy who's going to get after the passer. Um, but somebody who, to, who needs to be, you know, you need to keep an eye on him. 6'1", 228 pounds, junior, um, you know, someone who I just, you know, you look at the athleticism and, uh, you know, there are three uh, true freshmen. I can't believe they're already juniors. Uh, it was him, Zach McLeod, and uh, Shaq Quarterman, who we'll be talking about here in a minute. Um, but that trio, um, or all, all three, I think, you know, have, have the talent to, uh, to play at the next level. Let's see. Another guy to talk about. Going to the Big 12, uh, Dakota Allen. Out of Texas Tech, 6'1", 235 pounds. Uh, you know, will linebacker, over 100 tackles. Um, you know, makes plays all over the field. You know, had had six tackles for loss, two sacks, two interceptions, uh, four pass breakups. You know, a guy who can can play the run, can can drop into coverage a little bit. Has that athleticism. You know, he's 6'1", 235 pounds. Um, like I said, he's playing the will for for uh, the Red Raiders. Someone to keep an eye on. Um, you know, as a guy who I think can transition well to the next level because of his versatility. Give you a couple of, of power five names to keep an eye on. Sutton Smith, six foot, 225 pounds out of Northern, Northern Illinois. He's playing defensive end for, for the Huskies, but, uh, let's be honest. He's, he's going to be an outside linebacker, you know, six foot, 225. He's on the smallish side. Um, I don't even know if he's necessarily over six feet tall. Um, but 30 tackles for loss, 14 sacks, three pass breakups, three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. You know, just a guy who who is just so relentless and just so quick. You know, easily shoots blocks. You know, knifes in to, to disrupt run, run plays. Uh, just so instinctive. Has a high motor. Um, just the the flexibility. Just bending and and you know t- running that arc. Um, you know, it just. A, a nightmare for for the tackles because he because of his you know he, he str- does struggle to get off blocks but uh at the same time you know if, if you can't get a hand on him then uh then you know you 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 can't stop him and that's really the biggest thing is, is he's going to keep fighting to to get there he's going to try to work around the, the offensive tackles and a guy who I think can make some plays so, you know, another big year from him and you'll wonder if maybe, you know, he does decide to to come out as a junior. So a senior linebacker, uh, Sam Backer uh, for the Akron Zips, and that's Ulysses uh, Gilbert III. 6'1", 225 pounds, one of my favorite players to watch. Back-to-back, 100 tackle seasons. Uh, last season, you know, 140 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, three interceptions, four pass breakups, kind of does it all. You see him all over the field for the zips. Um, best player on defense, I'd argue, you know, the, the best player uh, on the team for, for Terry Bowden. Just a, a fun player to watch because, you know, the effort is there. You know, he's just so active and he's so versatile. Um, you know, he's a guy who I think is going to fly under the radar. You know, he's probably not going to be drafted very high, but, uh, a, a guy who, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now, he's a guy to keep an eye out for, because I think he's going to be, a um, be starting on Sundays before it's all said and done. Then one last name to keep an eye on, um, Malik Reed out of Nevada, 6'1", 251 pounds, um, playing defensive end, um, going to be an outside linebacker, uh, you know, makes a lot of plays. Uh, in opposing backfields, 
okay, so my lab is, is snoring right now. So all that snoring that you hear in the background, that's coming from her. Um, but 23 tackles for loss and uh, and 14 sacks. You know, a, a guy who can get after the quarterback. Want to see him really step up his game for, for Jay Norvell this year. Um, if he does that, then uh, he's going to be a name that the people are going to start talking about here before long. So we're transitioning from inside to outside linebacker. And when you talk about it, inside linebacker, then you have to look at Devin Bush out of Michigan. You know, 5'11", 222 pounds. You know, another guy who is just all over the field. You know, makes plays behind the line, 10 tackles for loss, uh, seven pass breakups as well, so he can drop into coverage, can rush the quarterback a little bit, five and a half sacks. Uh, a guy who just, he just makes plays. You know, he's not the biggest guy, like I said, he's 5'11", 222 pounds, um, but uh, you know he he just he, he's a guy who flies around to the football and you know seems to be right around you know making plays um, you know right around the line of scrimmage. Another you know we'll stay in the Big tw- uh, Big Ten you know T.J. Edwards out of out of Wisconsin six one two hundred forty four pounds. This is another guy who. You know, it's just so fun to watch. You know, 80 tackle seasons in each of his three years for the uh, for the Badgers. Uh, you know, a season ago had his highest tackle for loss total with 11, uh, four interceptions. You know, seven in his career. Um, he has 13 pass breakups. And he, he's someone who I think has really good instincts, both, you know, against the run, you know, quick to really diagnose, has a nose for the ball, scrapes over the top, and, uh, you know, and is, is a reliable tackler in the open field. You know, textbook tackles, puts that, that, that helmet right on the thigh pad. Um, you know, a guy who, you know, I, I think, you know, will shoot right through the A-gap, uh, rushing the quarterback to get a, you know, quick sack. Um, but then on the next play, he'll drop into coverage and, uh, you know, Quarter uses those quarterback eyes to take him to the football. Um, you know, just a, a guy who you know, plays inside out very well versus the run, um, and uh, you know, a guy like I said, he's he's a reliable tackler. Played Ohio State, wrapped up J, uh, J.K. Dobbins, um, you know, in open field on a swing pass for no gain on second and twelve. Um, you know, just a guy who who makes plays all over the place. You know, you, you don't think he has the speed, um, but uh, he's always there. You know, he's always making those plays, and it's the instincts. Um, just a, he's a football player, you know, and, and he's a Wisconsin football player, so you know he's well coached. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite guys to watch. You know, he should definitely be a day two pick. Uh, USC's Cameron Smith, 6'2, 250 pounds. You know, he burst onto the scene as a freshman, had three interceptions against Utah, uh, including one that he returned for touchdown. Um, you know, ended up tearing his knee. Um, which cut short the season. Um, you know, he's continued to get better and better every single year. 112 tackles a season ago, 11 for loss. Um, guy who can make some plays, you know, um, against the pass as well. But you know, he's he's a guy who really needs to show that uh, that he has the uh, the athleticism to to be a guy who can make some plays on on passing downs. Otherwise, he's just going to be a two down linebacker. You know, he he's, has the instincts, does a great job shooting gaps, um, is very um, a very sure tackler, wraps up well, um, you know, makes plays all over the line of scrimmage. But when he when he's asked to cover a running back, he's asked to cover a tight end, drop into coverage. Um, you know, he did have those three interceptions, so he shows those instincts. But a lot of times, he just doesn't have the the speed to stay with a lot of those uh, a lot of those backs and tight ends. 
and uh, you know as well trying to get laterally on a lot of guys. You know, there are times where where running backs will will get to the perimeter on him, but the instincts are there. And uh, you know, I think if he can show that that he can make some plays in the passing game, I think that's going to only improve his draft stock. Kendall Joseph, Clemson, six foot, two hundred thirty pounds. Season ago, let's see, two seasons ago, you know, as a sophomore, um, really made a name for himself. You know, one hundred six tackles, eleven and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. Um, you know, I thought his play. You know, he had you know twelve, only played in twelve games. Uh, 96 tackles, five tackles for loss. Um, you know, my my issue with him was, you know, he was lunging a lot, miss, missing a lot of tackles. Um, but he can make, he can also make plays. You know, he's very fast downhill, makes plays against the run. Um, just needs to be be smart in the open field, and uh, you know, needs to needs to make sure that he can he can drop into coverage. Um, but you know, against the run and just the overall athleticism, he flies around and makes plays. Shaq Quarterman, I mentioned him earlier, 6'1", 240 pounds, the junior uh, out of Miami, started every game there for the Hurricanes uh, inside. He's the thumper downhill, freshman All-America, uh, you know, and, and a guy who I think continues to get better and better. When I see him, he reminds me a lot of Denzel uh, Perryman, just a, a, a thumper, a guy who's going to uh, play that run. Um, he works inside out, um, you know, shoots the gap. Um, very well um, on the on inside runs, does a great job plugging holes, um, does a good job you know reading quarterbacks' eyes as well you know that, I think that's really what he showed um, in his you know from his that progression from his freshman to sophomore year you know, he had five pass breakups you know a quarterback you know making a three step drop reads the quarterback eyes you know on, on a slant you know steps in and 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 makes a play on makes a play on the football you know I, I think Quarterman. You know, he, he's someone who, if he can have a big year, you know, I, I think he could be a second day pick, you know, much like uh, Denzel Perryman was um, for for Miami. Um, but uh, you know, really, you look at a lot of that youth there on on Miami. A lot of the juniors, if they all come back as seniors, man, Miami's going to have a scary defense, you know, uh, next season if it does happen. Give you a few more names here. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Giles Harris out of Duke, 6'2", 230 pounds. He'll only be a junior, and and I know you know we're talking about Duke, but uh, you know this guy is legit. You know, two 100 tackle seasons, 125 a season, goes 16 uh, tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, four pass breakups, had an interception, just does it all for for the Blue Devils. Um, the leader of that defense. Um, and someone to really keep an eye on. You know, another guy to keep an eye on. You know, if you find yourself watching Kansas Jayhawk uh, football, guy to keep an eye on is is Joe Deneen. You know, 133 tackles a season ago and 22 for loss. Just a, a guy who just keeps working to the football. You know, he's a form tackler, wraps up, drives the ball carrier back. A guy who just knows how to get to the ball. Um, you know, Troy Dye out of Oregon, another junior, 6'4", 225 pounds, excellent length. Um, you know, almost 200 tackles in his two seasons for the Ducks, uh, 26 tackles for loss and nine and a half sacks in those two seasons, five pass breakups, uh, makes plays all over the field. Um, you know, a, a guy who, you know, as an athlete is, 
and someone you know he and and, and Jalen Jelks are really going to be the, the the leaders of that defense and uh you know if the Ducks want to dethrone the Washington Huskies and uh Stanford Cardinal at, in the Pac-12 North Troy uh, Troy Dye is going to have to have a big year Mac Wilson out of Alabama, you know, it, it's his turn to step up as an inside linebacker. Um, you know, four interceptions a season ago, really have people talking about him now. Uh, one of those was a turn for touchdown. 6'2", 236 pounds. He has good size um, at, at the inside linebacker position. Someone to keep an eye on. Um, as is, you know, if you're watching Lane Kiffin and, and the Florida Atlantic Owls, Aziz Alshire, 6'2", 228 pounds, um, you know, Back-to-back, 100 tackle seasons, had 94 as a freshman uh, for the Owls, and then 146 a season ago. You know, very active. You know, it seemed like every time you know I turned around, this guy was was in making a play on the football. Uh, really exciting to watch. Um, looking forward to that first season, or that first game against OU. And then one final name to mention, you know, group of five guy, um, a uh, a junior, Khalil Hodge, 6'1", 235 pounds out of Buffalo. I think the the name Khalil, um, you know, if you're named Khalil and, and you're playing for Buffalo, then uh, you know you must be a special player. Uh, you know, following the fo- footsteps of of Khalil Mack, you know, 123 uh, total tackles as a freshman, 153 as a as a sophomore. Uh, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, in his junior season, you know, just, you know, a guy who, who flies around to the football, uh, gets good depth and coverage. Um, you know, he trusts his eyes to take him to the football. Um, you know, I think he, he flows well to the ball over the top. Um, even when he's blocked, you know, he seems like he's making a play on the ball, ball carrier, uh, had 20 tackles against Minnesota, uh, to start out the season for the Bulls. Uh, just really a fun guy to watch, and he's another guy. You know, if you want to know where the football's going, just watch Khalil Hodge, um, and he'll take you there. Um, someone who I, I don't see him coming out after this season, but uh, you know, if there's a reason to to tune in to watch Buffalo Bull football, um, you know, he's one of them. There, there's a trio there. You know, him, Tyree Jackson, the quarterback, and then Anthony Johnson, the receiver, who we'll be talking about here in just a little bit. Those are guys to really keep an eye on in 2018. Almost done with the defensive side of the football. You know, looking at the cornerbacks, you know, Greedy Williams, you know, first season at LSU, you know, he's 6'2", 182 pounds in just 13 games, had six interceptions, um, you know, bat, uh, you know, knocked away another another 10. Uh, to me, you look at his length, and then you have DeAndre Baker, 5'11", 180 pounds out of Georgia. You know, he's the, uh, you know, the veteran, I guess, of the, of the two. But those are going to be the two guys. Um, in the SEC making the plays, you know, Baker, you know, five interceptions and 14 um, pass breakups in, in the last two seasons. But uh, a, a guy who really cemented himself, you know, in Georgia's run um, to the to the national title game, you know, a lot of that really was was, uh, you know, on, on the back of, you know, uh, DeAndre Baker, you know, at the at the cornerback position. Obviously, their defensive line was was strong. Um, you had linebackers galore making plays for them, but uh, some of the plays that DeAndre Baker out there, you know, being a lockdown corner, taking away a lot of the first options for for those uh, you know opposing offenses, you know that that really speaks a lot. Martin Gilbert, out of Duke, six two, one hundred seventy five pounds. 
um, you know, 15 pass breakups and six interceptions a season ago. Um, you know, I, I think that those numbers kind of speak for themselves. But if you look at pro football focus, they were noting that uh, you know, he had 914 snaps, just 60 targets and six interceptions. Um, you know, as a junior, I'm going to be curious to see what he can do. You know, he and, like I said, he and, and Joe Giles, Joe, uh, Giles Harris, um, you know, those would be reasons to tune in to watch Duke in uh, an ACC play. Julian Love out of Notre Dame, you know, 5'11", 193 pounds, you know, 20 pass breakups, you know, just the the ability to read the quarterback, you know, and 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 make make the break on the football, uh, play the ball. Um, he, he's a guy that you're really going to have to watch uh, there for Notre Dame, you know, they're Irish cornerbacks, you know, they're, you know, if he can put another, another season together, then, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be worth, worth picking up in the early rounds. Some of the other corners to keep an eye on, you know, uh, Amani, uh, Oruwarie out of Penn State, I think I got that right, uh, 6'1", 205 pounds, you know, five interceptions, and eight pass breakups the last two seasons, really as a reserve. But he's now going to be relied upon. You know, Grant uh, Haley is gone. Amani Oruwarie is going to be a guy who I think can step in. He has good length, has good size. Keep an eye on him. He's going to be a guy who's going to be uh, making plays for Penn State. Uh, you know, another staying in the Big Ten, you know, Lavert Hill. Uh, Adam Michigan, 5'11", 177 pounds. He's a junior, you know, two interceptions, seven pass breakups, um, but a guy who I think is going to be relied upon out there. You know, another guy, you know, five tackles for loss. You don't see a, a whole lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage out of out of corners, um, but, you know, Lavert Hill, you know, a guy who I think uh, does a good job reading, uh, reading plays and coming downhill. Uh, Michael Jackson out of Miami. Um, and, and Elijah Holder out of Stanford, a couple of taller cornerbacks, guys who can make plays on the football. Um, you know, Elijah Holder with with nine pass breakups. You know, in his last two seasons, um, let's see, fifteen uh, pass breakups. You know, in, in in total for the Cardinal. You know, Michael Jackson four uh, four interceptions a season ago. Um, you know, so those are going to be guys um, you know to to keep an eye on because of their size. As is Iman Marshall. Uh, out of USC, 6'1", 205 pounds, highly touted guy. Um, and, and you look at the pass breakups; they jump off the off the charts. Twenty seven total pass breakups, but there are a lot of mental miscues, a lot of things that that he was doing that uh, you know just left you scratching your head. You know, one play he he would um, you know read the the wide receiver's eyes, you know, play through the ball to knock it away. Um, you know, and then on the next he he'd get burned on a double move. Um, so he's someone, you know, if, if he can get consistent, he's going to be a, you know, a, a sleeper in the draft, but, you know, he's really going to have to develop, uh, some consistency. If I can give you one, uh, FCS player to keep an eye on at the cornerback position, it's Rashad Robinson out of James Madison, 5'11", 180 pounds, got to watch him play, uh, a little bit and, uh, you know the the instincts are there, the ball skills. Sixteen pass breakups and seven interceptions a season ago. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. You know they've they've got a couple of corners there. Um, at James Madison, Rashad Robinson isn't the only one. Um, you know so if you get a chance to watch James Mad- James Madison, you know I think you'll enjoy their uh, our guys there in the secondary. 
And then finally, we'll take a look at the safety position. Uh, you know, I think you, when you talk safety in this year's draft, it has to be uh, Jaquan Johnson. That's who you're going to have to start it off with out of Miami. You know, I thought he he was a guy who was a leader of that that secondary down the stretch for the Hurricanes. Um, a, a guy who makes plays all over the field. Um, you know, does a good job uh, not only wrapping up. Uh, the ball carrier, but then going for the football, had three forced fumbles a season ago, uh, 96 tackles at the safety position. Um, Lucas Dennis out of Boston College, 5'11", uh, 186 pounds, uh, seven interceptions and 10 pass breakups a season ago um, at the safety position. You know, if you stay there in the ACC, those are two guys to watch. Uh, Andrew Wingard, I was talking about Wyoming. Here's another guy, uh, over 100 tackles in each of his three seasons for the Cowboys. Um, making plays all over the line of scrimmage, uh, 22 and a half total tackles for loss. Um, three, you know, uh, so he, he's very good against the run. Um, you know, does make some plays against, you know, against the pass as well. Had five interceptions a season ago. Uh, just a guy who flies around in the football. He's a lot of fun to watch, you know, high motor, high energy guy, six foot, 209 pounds. You see the hair flowing, um, as he's running all over the field and, uh, you know, someone who I think, you know, I, I think, you know, people are, are underestimating Andrew Wingard, but a guy who I think can make plays at the next level. Uh, Marvell Tell, uh, the third out of USC, 6'2", 195 pounds, really coming into his own there at, at USC, just continuing to develop. Um, last year, his best season yet, eight, uh, 85 ta- uh, total tackles, uh, three interceptions. Um, you know, does a good job getting over the top of receivers, making the plays. Um, you know, against Stanford, did a really good job of getting to the edge to force Bryce Love back inside, not allowing him to get to the sideline. Um, you know, quarterbacks trying to look him off on on uh, receiver crosses, uh, but he does a good job staying at home. He doesn't really you know bite on you know when quarterbacks trying to trying to look him off. Um, stays at home, makes a play, steps in front of the wide receiver, um, you know, to make a play on the ball. Um, I was talking about the ACC. And uh, Juan Thornhill left him out. Uh, 6'1", 200 pounds out of Virginia. Played both the corner and the safety positions for the Cavaliers. Uh, seven interceptions in his career and uh, 19 tackles for, or I'm sorry, 19 pass breakups. Um, you know, a, a guy who I think is probably going to end up being more of, a, of the safety. Um, has the ball skills, but, uh, you know, I think some of the speed... You know, struggled to uh, to keep up with Amon Richards when they played Miami. That you know got beaten on a stop and go. Um, also, you know got got beat deep um, by uh, by Jeff Thomas in that same game. Luckily, um, Leek Rozier on that back shoulder throw, um, ball kind of floated up in the air um, because uh, Juan Thornhill um, had inside position, had good position, was running in phase. Um, you know, as he was recovering, I said he was in phase, but he was actually recovering. He had the inside position, ball floated up. He was able to catch up to the, to the receiver, uh, look back for the football, a high point of the ball for the interception. You know, had the ball been put on the receiver, uh, he would have been burned badly. Um, but, uh, you know, was able to recover and make a play on that football. You know, Kalik Hudson out of Michigan. You know, six foot, two hundred five pounds, linebacker, safety combination. You know, he makes plays all over the football field. Six, sixteen tackles for loss in all. Uh, seven and a half sacks, two interceptions, nine pass breakups, 
you know, you just read off all the stats and he, you know, he makes plays all over the football field. You know, is he, you know, is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Is he going to, you know, could he struggle with, with making that transition? Um, you know, that's one of the big question marks that you're going to have. Uh, Chauncey Gardner, 5'11", 204 pounds out of Florida. Um, SEC uh, fans know him well. Um, five interceptions in his career, 10 pass breakups. Um, a, a guy who I think does well playing, playing over the top, um, more as a deep safety. Um, J.R. Reed, you know, transferred from Tulsa to Georgia, um, 6'1", 194 pounds. He's a junior um, a guy who you're going to be looking at to, to make some plays, as is Jordan Fuller, you know, 6'2", 207 pounds out of Ohio State. Both of those guys, bigger safeties, guys who you're really looking looking for to to make some plays. You know, you really want to watch their their flexibility. You know, can they cover guys? Um, are they able to to turn and run with the receiver, or are they stiff hip? That's really going to be the big question. You know, those stiff stiff hipped safeties don't last long at the next level. Uh, the last two guys, we're going to go to the Pacific Northwest, Taylor Rapp and, and Jalen Thompson. Taylor Rapp out of, out of Washington, six foot, 212 pounds, you know, burst on the scene as a freshman, was a freshman All-American, you know, there's four interceptions uh, and, and returned one for a touchdown. Uh, he's a guy who's a playmaker, plays, makes plays all over the field. And then Jalen Thompson, six foot, 191 pounds um, for, for Washington State, playing up in the Palouse. Uh, 73 tackles a season ago, four interceptions. You know, I think that's really what put him on the map. I had three fumble recoveries as well, so has a nose for the football. Um, you know, I think you know he's you know if you want to watch some good safety play, definitely tune in um, and, and watch those guys there in, in the great state of Washington. So we've gotten through all of the defensive prospects that uh, that I'm looking at to keep an eye on for. Uh, 2018 and uh which means we can transition over to the offensive side of the football the great thing about a podcast is you know what we can keep on talking i know it's over an hour long just to this point but uh you know what you know i'm enjoying uh and hopefully enjoying bringing all of this to you hopefully you're enjoying the the podcast as well let's talk about the the offensive side of the football we talked about all the quarterbacks you know from from a season ago you know, four quarterbacks taken in the top 10 picks, five in the first round. Um, what are we going to be seeing with this year's class? Well, you know, I, I think there are a lot of question marks. I think there are some guys that have some talent, uh, but really what, what are you going to see, you know, at, at, the, at the next level? You know, or are they going to take it to the next level? I, I, you know, the, the number one quarterback for me is, is Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Uh, 6'6", 225 pounds. He's only a junior, um, you know, but uh, you know what I what I really like about Herbert is uh, you know just the fact that you know he was the first true freshman you know to start at Oregon since uh, since 1983 in his second game in as a starter he tied a school record with six touchdown passes and then the next week accounted for a school record 512 total yards tied Bill Musgrave's record for passing from 1989 with 489 yard uh, passing yards 12 touchdowns in three games. Uh, equals the mark set by Joey Harrington in, in 2000 and Marcus Mariota in 2012. So, you know, burst onto the scene for the Ducks. Um, you know, first first game was the, was the fifth game of the year versus Washington State, taking over for Dakota Prokop, um, you know, who transferred in. Um, you know, started seven games, four double-digit touchdowns with, with one interception or less. Um, you know, 
moving right along in the in the Gulf Gulf Coast o- offense in uh, 2017. First four games, Ducks had a three and one record. Uh, that was including the heartbreaking 37-35 loss to to Arizona State. But he was a 67% passer with with uh, you know 1,150 yards, nine touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, also had three touchdown runs as well. Game five against Cal, he started seven of eight. 86 yards and a touchdown, scored on a seven-yard TD as well, then broke his collarbone on his non-throwing shoulder and missed the next five games. He was able to come back, lead, lead him to wins over Arizona and Ohio and Oregon State uh, before losing to, to Boise State in, in, uh, in the Las Vegas Bowl. He definitely has the size, the efficiency, excellent arm strength, and a good command of the offense. I think he's got good eye discipline uh, and ball placement, especially on his back shoulder throw. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who... You know, to me, I think just needs more reps. You know, he played in eight games as a as a true freshman, and then eight games as a sophomore. Uh, that collarbone injury. You know, hopefully, you know, the the injury bug doesn't doesn't continue for Justin Herbert. But uh, a guy who I think just needs more reps. Um, you know, is he going to be a guy who can come out at the night? You know, after after his junior season. You know, I, I don't know. But you know, after the you know, we'll keep an eye on Sam Darnold and and the success that he has with the Jets. If he comes in uh, guns blazing as a as a uh, as a rookie for for the Jets, then some of these quarterbacks that we're looking at, um, you know, I think you know, especially Justin Herbert's going to be keeping a close eye. Drew Locke, Missouri, 6'4", 225 pounds. Uh, this is my my Josh Allen comp. Not not you know Josh Allen out of Wyoming. That's with the Buffalo Bills now. Um, you know, when I look at him, you know I look at his his, uh, his completion percentage. You know and and it, and it scares me. And and you know he's yet to throw. You know he's yet to uh, complete sixty percent of his passes. And you know what I've said in every single one of my my podcasts where we're talking about a quarterback. If you can't throw, you know, complete sixty percent of your passes in uh, in college, don't think you're going to be able to to do that at the next level. Um, I haven't been able to see that. You know I think there are one or two cases, but not very many um, where where that's been able to get done. Um, and, and like. Uh, Josh Allen, Drew Locke has a huge arm. You know, makes you know all all the NFL caliber throws, um, everything that you want to see from this guy. Um, you know, when you look at 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 the, the the tape, you know what concerns me is you know while he can make all the throws, you know he can throw the deep ball to the wide side of the field. Um, you know, but a lot of it's about ball placement. He puts the ball to the inside way too often. Um, that gets him into trouble. You know, and and I think he needs to dial in. You know, he not everything has to be a fastball. Dial it back a little bit. Let's see some touch. You know, he, he wants to put it on a line. You know, sometimes way too often. You know, I think that's a little bit of a concern for me. Um, you know, doesn't always set his feet. You know, he's going to be throwing off his back foot. Has a little bit of a gunslinger mentality to him. Um, but uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is is what's he going to do without Josh Heupel? Uh, Josh Heupel came to to Missouri in 2016, and you just saw the development um, from from Drew Locke. In 2017, Drew Locke actually led the SEC in passing yards at th- uh, nearly 4,000. You know, threw up for nearly 4,000 yards and uh, 44 touchdown passes. Led the SEC. Now Josh Heupel is in uh, is is uh, is in Florida coaching uh, UCF. So what what is Drew Locke going to be able to do at the you know, um, 
you know, as, as a senior, you know, for his swan song there at Mizzou, uh, you know, I think that's really going to be kind of the biggest question for me. You know, the one thing I think that was, uh, that was impressive was the six game win streak to become bolt eligible. Um, you know, there was a run during that run, 63.2% passing 1,972 yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions. If he can build on that, that's the quarterback that I think would be the pro prospect that everyone really wants to see. Ryan Finley out of NC State, 6'4", 210 pounds, transfer from Boise State, came to NC State. Um, it was a the quarterback there for the Wolfpack the last two seasons. And, uh, you know, to me, the, one of the things I think that jumps off the chart for, for Finley is is the, uh, the efficiency you know, he has, he, he's a very efficient quarterback, has good touch, um, you know, able to just drop the ball in over the shoulder. So excellent ball placement as well. Um, good timing, very accurate. Um, he's a pocket passer though. Um, he, he's, he's not a great athlete. Um, you know, he's got a quick release, um, you know, which helps kind of make up for the fact that he has a good, but not a great arm. Uh, poor eye discipline at times can get him into trouble. Um, but in the last two seasons for the Wolfpack, 25 touch, or I'm sorry, uh, 35 touchdowns uh, to 14 interceptions and, uh, you know, over 6,500 yards passing. Um, you know, you, you look at the, the, the numbers, you know, four, four games with double digit touchdowns, um, zero interceptions in his first seven games, um, you know, in, in 2017, um, you know, you look at some of the ball security, you know, he fumbled six times, you know, lost two of them in, in 2017 year before that, you know, seven fumbles and lost one. So, you know, ball security is a, a huge concern as well for Ryan Finley. So I think he needs to kind of get that tightened up. So speaking of ball security, I, I mentioned that, uh, Jarrett Stidham, um, you know, playing for Auburn, you know, he was a, if the name sounded familiar a season ago, he, he started his career at Baylor, you know, his first start to 2015, uh, you know, Seth Russell went down to a broken neck. He throws for 419 yards and three touchdowns, including two to Corey Coleman. Uh, they beat K-State uh, 31-24. to um, You know, in July 7th, 2016, he announced that he transferred to, to Auburn. Uh, I'm sorry, he was transferring from uh, from Baylor, announced that on July 7th, 2016. And then in December, he announced that he'd be transferring to Auburn. Uh, and then since he sat out 2016, he'd be eligible for the 2017 season. You know, and fast forward to Auburn, uh, 10 games, you know, with, with over 60% completion percentage, uh, six games with, with multiple touchdowns, four games with just one interception, um, before he threw those two picks in, in a loss to UCF at the, in the Peach Bowl. He has a good command of the offense, works well going through progressions, um, excellent ball placement down the football field, um, the touch to put the ball over the linebacker in front of the safety, excellent timing, um, when they played Georgia, you know, he went 7-7 seven seven for 54 yards and a touchdown before his first incompletion. Definitely elusive in the pocket, keeps his eyes down the field. But, you know, there's there's an inconsistent decision-making. I talked about the ball security. Um, he's going to try to force it down the football field. Um, you know, nine fumbles, including three in the red zone to close out the season. Lost a total of six. Also sacked, sacked 35 times a season ago. That's really where you're going to have those concerns there for, for Jarrett Stidham. Um you know, Will Greer at a, at a West Virginia, 6'2", 204 pounds, uh, junior. Um, actually, no, he's a senior. Um, you know, in 2015, you know, he, he played at Florida and, uh, 
you know, they were six and zero, outscored opponents, you know, one hundred ninety three to eighty six. Um, and then in the you know the four games, you know, have four games with double digit touchdowns, uh, three games with with one interception. Uh, then was banned for a year for taking a, a banned substance. You know, and so he sat out the whole 2016 season. Uh, Florida went four and four, only scored 24 points in their final three games, and ultimately, um, you know, when he left Florida, um, sat out 2016 so he could start for for uh, West Virginia in 2017. Um, at, at you know at, at West Virginia, you know, you look at uh, 17 straight game, or I'm sorry, seven straight games with 300 plus yards. Um, you know, multiple touchdowns in all 10 games. Um, you know, only two games without an interception, though. Um, you know, four interceptions against K-State. Uh, then he broke his thumb in November against Texas, um, and they lost their final three games of the season without him at the helm. Um, he's got a bit of a gunslinger mentality, uh, 34 touchdowns with 12 interceptions. Got to tighten up the decision-making a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of runs around wildly at times, and, you know, that, that can be a, a huge concern uh, for an NFL, uh, NFL GM. Looking for a quarterback. You know, he had six fumbles a season ago, lost two. Uh, so ball security, definitely a concern. Michigan quarterbacks. You know, I, I think, you know, what's going to be interesting is is to see what uh, what Shea Patterson can do there for the Wolverines. 6'2", 203 pounds, transfers in from, uh, from Ole Miss. Uh, you know, I think we know the situation by now. You know, following the sanctions, following, uh, facing uh, the, the Rebels. Uh, with the scandal involving Hugh Freeze, um, he was able to transfer to Michigan and is kind of getting a new start. You know, he started the final three games uh, of the season as a freshman, replacing Chad uh, Chad Kelly, who went down to a knee injury. Um, you know, 338 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, and a 29-28 win over Texas A&M. But then he struggled to get anything going against Vanderbilt um, and lost the Egg Bowl despite 320 yards and two touchdowns. Um 2017 started with a 400 400 yard performance against FCS schools, uh, nine touchdowns and one interception before a, a 360 yard performance against Cal. Um, you know, 2716 uh, loss against Cal through three interceptions. Um, you know he went four, 14 to 29 for 165 yards and two interceptions and a 63 66 to three loss against Alabama. Um, but you know what I did did like about you know what he was able to do was he was able to rebound uh, with a 66% passing performance with 346 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. They did lose to Auburn, but you really saw him rebound as as a quarterback. Uh, you know he was leading the SEC in passing with uh, 2,149 yards when he injured his knee against LSU and was out for the year. Um, you know tore his PCL, and uh, that that put him back. But you know it was 63.8%. You know, passer, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, you know, fumbled five times in 2017. Didn't lose any, but you know that is something that uh, that has to be a concern. Has to tighten up some of that ball security a little bit. Um, but that fresh start in uh, in Big Ten. Um, you know, you can't can't say that. Uh, you know, the um, you know Big Ten is is going to be too big for him. He's played in the SEC. He's played against the likes of LSU, Auburn, Alabama, and uh, has been able to come out the other side. So that's that, that's something that I think you can definitely um, give to him there. You know, a couple of names to to keep an eye on here, and really there are about four quarterbacks in in the in the Big Ten. Um, 
outside of Shea Patterson to keep an eye on. You know, obviously Nate Stanley out of Iowa, a guy who has been very efficient um, in uh, Iowa's upstate upset win over Ohio State, played very well. Um, you know, and then Brian Lewerke out of uh, out of Michigan State. You know, if the Spartans do well, it's going to be off of his arm. You know, he's only a junior. Uh, Nate Stanley only a junior, but two guys to keep an eye on. Uh, Trace McSorley out of Penn State. Uh, is a guy who's fun to watch. He's six foot, two hundred and two pounds. You know, could be this year's Baker Mayfield. You know, not not in terms of the Heisman and uh, and the number one overall pick. Let's let's not go that far. But uh, Trace McSworley, what you do have, he, you know, he's a shorter quarterback. Like I said, he's six foot, six feet tall. Um, he's a fiery competitor and uh, a, a guy who. You know, has has great timing on his deep ball. You know, puts the ball over the shoulder, puts air under it so that the receiver can can run under the ball without breaking stride. Um, you know, does a great job. You know, eyes down the field on the move, fits passes into tight windows. He's a dynamic runner, um, and, and when he completes a touchdown, man, you're gonna see those those uh, those that baseball swing uh, to celebrate those those home run plays. Um, you know, but you know he, the kid's a winner. You know, three high school uh, state championships. Um, you know, last game without a touchdown pass was uh, November 28th of 2015 against Michigan State. You know, and that was when he came in at the end of the game for, for Christian Hackenberg, you know, a touchdown in, in 28 straight games. Um, so he, he's a guy to definitely keep an eye on. He's a lot of fun, fun to watch. Um, you know, but uh, ball security and, and sacks. You know, he, he was sacked, you know, 23 times in, in 2016, 27 times in 2017. And, uh, you know, over the course of the last two seasons, 12, 12 fumbles and lost five. Um, so ball security, definitely a concern. But, you know, Trace McSorley, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. You know, I know I'll be tuning in anytime Penn State is playing just to keep an eye on him. And then the last guy is Clayton Thorson. Started as a freshman for, for the Wildcats. And, uh, you know, a, a guy who, you know, you really have to, you know, wh- what type of quarterback are you going to get? You know, the, you know, the, the effectiveness, you know, throwing, throwing the football, uh, finally completed 60% of his passes in 2017. Um, but, you know, the question was, was he didn't have his, his safety blanket or his security blanket. He didn't have Austin Carr in 2017. Um, you know, and so that's one of the things that, you know, you're hoping that he's developed some chemistry with some of the receivers, um, there at, uh, at Northwestern, you know, you, you saw that drop off in production, you know, especially, you know, he, he went from 22 touchdowns, and nine interceptions in 2016 to, uh, 15 touchdowns and 12 interceptions in 2017. Um, so losing Austin Carr, that was huge. Austin Carr was the number one receiver in big 12 and big 10 play. Um, in, in 2016, then he, he graduated and, uh, you know, Thorson now has another year of experience working with these receivers. Um, you know, he won't have Justin Jackson back at running back, but, uh, there are some receivers that are coming back. Um, you know, he did tear his ACL in the bowl game against, uh, Kentucky in the music city bowl, um, on December 29th. So as far as his return from injury, that's going to be a big question. Um, ball security, you know, a, a, another thing for him. Um, you know, in his career, he's, he's fumbled the ball 17 times and uh, lost 10 of those. And, uh, you know, he's been sacked at least 30 times in, in each of the last two seasons. Um, 
but the skills are there. That's the thing. You know, he's, he's got the size. He's 6'4", 225 pounds. Uh, he's got a, a really good arm, good command of the offense, uh, moves around a little bit. You know, you want to see him, you know, get back to what he was doing as a freshman when he really burst on the scene. People were talking about him. You know, 100 carries, you know, 397 yards, five touchdowns. Um, you know, let's see a little bit of that guy, you know, but have some of the efficiency um, from from. Uh, 2017 throwing the football um but uh you know it, 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 uh, that's the thing you know the, the 2016 Clayton Thorson that uh, that threw the the 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions so you, you see a little bit bits and pieces but can we put those three seasons together and uh and construct um you know a, a final season there for, for Clayton Thorson a couple extra quarterbacks to talk about um you know Nick Fitzgerald out of Mississippi State you know, kind of an unknown there with the, the dislocated ankle in the first quarter of the Egg Bowl. Um, if you saw that game, it was a gruesome injury. Um, but uh, 2016, you know, uh, 1,375 yards, um, you know, on the ground, running the football, 16 touchdowns, uh, nearly eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark in 2017. Had it not been for that ankle injury, he probably would have uh, with 14 touchdowns as well. Um but uh, you know, 21 interceptions in the last two seasons. You know, that's not going to cut it. Uh, last two seasons as well. Um, you know, below 60 percent. You know, completion percentage. Um, he's going to have to step up there. But the athleticism, you know, and the playmaking ability um, is going to put Mississippi State in games. Two quarterbacks that I kind of, kind of, you know, they they're. Very efficient quarterbacks. They're not the best athletes um, of the bunch, but uh, they're both 6'2". They're both right around 208 pounds, 210 pounds. Uh, and that's Jake Browning out of Washington and Brett Rippon out of Boise State. You know, both guys who have played, um, you know, since their, their freshman year. Uh, both guys that are, you know, throwing for, for you know, right around 3,000 yards. Very efficient passers, over 60% completion percentage. Um, you know, Jake Browning, has improved each and every year in terms of his his uh, interception total, cutting down on the interceptions. You know, in 2016, threw for 43 touchdowns with just nine interceptions. Came back with 19 touchdowns and just five interceptions. Um, you know, for Brett Rippon, you know, he, he's been just a model of of consistency there for for Boise State. Um, you know, but neither one of these guys are the most athletic, so you see them, you know, fumbling quite a bit. Um, you know, for, for Rippon, you know, you're looking at 20 fumbles and, and nine of those lost. Um, but at the same time, you know, you look at him, you know, five of the six games midseason with 70% completion percentage. But at the same time, just three games over uh, over 300 yards. So he doesn't have a huge arm, but uh, again, very efficient. For Jake Browning, we talked about the fumbles, um, you know, and, you know, he, he's kind of cut down on, on, on the fumbles lost, but, but still ball security an issue, 11, uh, 11 fumbles, lost four of those, um, but uh, you know, nine games over, over 60% completion percentage in, in 2017, seven multi-touchdown uh, games and four multi-TD without any interceptions. Um, you know, so those are two guys that you're going to see, um, playing often and probably be playing in their um, respective conference championship games um, and two guys to really kind of uh, keep an eye on. You know, I think they're guys that would be quality backups in the league. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of the, the physicality, 
I, I just I don't, I don't know if they have enough physical skills because you know that arm strength really is is what's going to hold those two back. One wild card to keep an eye on is Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. I mentioned him earlier, 6'7", 245 pounds. Big kid, you know, uh, in, in 2016, had three games, you know, over uh, 250 yards. Um, you know, just a, you know, you, you look at the stats, only 53% completion percentage, nine touchdowns, nine interceptions, but then he came back in 2017. Now, here's the thing. He missed four games with a with a knee injury, um, you know that that he sustained against Florida uh, Atlantic, and it was kind of the t- tale of two uh, two halves for, uh, for him. Uh, the first four games uh, completed under fifty seven percent, seven hundred thirty three yards with three touchdowns and one interceptions, one interception, sorry. And then when he returned from the injury in his final four games of the season, um, you know, he threw for three hundred sixteen yards versus Akron. 406 yards and three touchdowns against Bowling Green, 350 yards and four touchdowns against Ball State, and then another 294 yards and two touchdowns against Ohio. Won three of those four games. Um, you know, the, the one was a, a, a 21 and 20 loss against Akron, but nine touchdowns, two interceptions, 63.4% passer, 1,363 yards. You know, that's something that I think. Um, he can really build on, um, you know, the, the arm strength is, is evident, you know, he can throw, um, you know, can just has a cannon for an arm, a very good athlete as well. Uh, and his two seasons, um, at the helm for, for Buffalo, he's, he's rushed for over 500 yards and, and nine touchdowns. Um, you know, just a, a big kid with a big arm, but he's very raw. Um, but I think he has a skill set that teams can work with. And then if we're looking at the, the running back position, let's transition there. Um, running back, you know, you look at a season ago, obviously you have Saquon Barkley, and I don't think we have a guy there. But we do have a guy who's going to be in the running for the Heisman, and that's Bryce Love out of Stanford. Um, you know, 5'10", five, five, 196 pounds, not the most durable guy, um, you know, in, in terms of his, his size, or at least what you would think. But uh, 2017, he rushed for over 2,100 yards with 19 touchdowns. Um, but uh, you know the, what he battled with was was a high ankle sprain. You know, and he still had 100 yard games in, in you know in 12 of, of, of those 13 games, seven straight 100 yard games, and had 263 against UCLA and 301 against against Arizona State. Uh, three games with over a 10. Uh, 10 yard per carry average, five games with, with multiple touch uh, rushing touchdowns, 11 games with with a long of 50 plus yards. And what was amazing about this guy was he had, he was playing with a high ankle sprain for for the bulk of the season, and you'd see him hobble off the field after a play. Someone would grab him and, and wrap him up, and, and inevitably it would reaggravate that that high ankle sprain. He would hobble off to the sideline, and you're thinking, well, he's done for the game. And sure enough, that next series, there's Bryce Love out on the football field again. And sure enough, he busts off another big run. You know, and, and chances are he'd probably get um, he'd probably uh, get hurt again and have to hobble off the field. If he can be healthy for an entire season, I, you know, who knows what type of numbers Bryce Love is going to be able to put up? He wasn't much of a receiver, and so you know, for that lack of size, that's what concerns me at the next level. Um, you know, but but he's definitely a, a a guy who is a lot of fun to watch. 
Um, you know, all you need, all he needs is a crease, and and, and he's going to slip through it. You know, he has the speed to bounce it to the outside. Uh, just so elusive in, in the open field, the lateral cuts, just able to stop on a dime, put his foot in the ground, and 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 uh, and get north and south. Um, just really a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we've got a trio of running backs in, in Big Twelve play, um, and I think my, you know, there, man. Um, you know, I think my number one guy right now is 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 David Montgomery out of out of Iowa State, five eleven, two hundred nineteen pounds, the junior. Um, you know, they they really rode rode his back, um, you know, uh, quite a bit to to get to that eight uh, eight and five season. You know, he had six one hundred yard games, uh, six games with a with a touchdown pass. I'm sorry, a touchdown run. Um, you know, but he also was a receiver, thirty six receptions. Um, you know. Uh, out of the backfield, but, you know, he rushed for, for 1100 yards, you know, uh, 4.4 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. And what I, what I enjoyed with him was, uh, the, the, the blend of, of both power and speed. You know, he, he was able to, to run with the low pad level between the tackles, run with power, run through tackles, run over guys. Um, and he really ran behind his pads. Rarely did you ever see, you know, see him, um, get knocked back he was mostly a guy that was moving forward um you know and then the speed had a good burst you know quick acceleration you know but uh wouldn't be a guy that i would say is necessarily a burner but uh a playmaker nonetheless so uh the next guy to really talk about is is rodney anderson out of ou you know, burst onto the scene in 2017. You know, this was a guy who uh, just the injury bug just really hit him. You know, 2015 had one carry against Akron. It was a trap play for five yards. Second game against Tennessee, broke his leg uh, trying to make a tackle on a kickoff um, after spraining. You know, he sprained his MCL in the spring and then uh, winds up breaking his leg in the second game of the season. 2016, didn't play, broke his neck in practice, so he was out for the year. So finally, 2017 was his year, and he made the most of it. You know, 1,161 yards, um, you know, and uh, 17 touchdowns, or 17 receptions uh, for 281 yards. Um, you know, really, you know, the first first five games, the first six games, he only played in five of them, 22 carries, 34 yards, not really used a whole lot, um, but 100-plus yards in uh, six of the last eight games, five straight games with a touchdown, uh, and really what set the mark for him was, was the TCU game, uh, 151 yards uh, and two touchdowns, uh, running the football, and then five carries, or excuse me, five catches for 139 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, then he had, uh, you know, 118 yards and four touchdowns against West Virginia and against Georgia, you know, 201 yards on, on 26 carries and two touchdowns. Uh, another guy who has, you know, just give him a crease, give him a hole, um, you know, the lateral quickness to be able to, to put his foot in the ground and, and, and get North and South really without, uh, without, uh, losing any speed. Um, you know, to me, Rodney Anderson is a, is a guy to, to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, if it's not, if it weren't for the durability concerns, you know, I think he'd be easily talked about as a, as a first round pick, but there are those durability concerns. And, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, his, his medicals are going to have to check out. 
Um, but another, you know, clean season, you know, hopefully, you know, no injuries um, that uh, set him out for any length of period of time. And, uh, you know, Rodney Anderson could be a guy that we're talking about as one of the top backs uh, for the 2019 draft. Staying in the state of Oklahoma, uh, Justice Hill, uh, 5'10", 195 pounds, not the biggest guy at the running back position, um, but the guy who you know rushed for over 1,400 yards and fit, you know, with 15 touchdowns a season ago, 31 receptions. You know, that's the thing about both uh, uh, you know, for these, these three running backs uh, in, in Big 12 play is they all have experience catching the football out of the backfield. And, and I think that's the thing that you really have to, have to look at um, you know, at the next level is, is can, they, can they catch the football? Uh, you know, Justice Hill, for me, the lateral quickness is what really jumps off the chart. You know, and that's really what what speaks to me there. Um, but you know, nine games with multi receptions, um, you know, including four games with, uh, or excuse me, two games with four receive four receptions, and actually had six receptions against Iowa State. Um, you know, eight you know eight games with 100 plus yards in, in 2017, um, including 228 against uh, the Sooners in, in Bedlam in a losing effort. Um, but I think Justice Hill, you know, he's going to have to be a workhorse. Um, and, and I think he's also going to have to be uh, a favorite target of whoever's going to be playing quarterback for them. Moving along to the SEC, you know, if you're looking at uh, at Damian Harris, you know, he he lost weight. You know, he's looking at about 5'11", 215 pounds for for Bama. Uh, rushed for over two thousand, or excuse me, over a thousand yards in each of the last two seasons. Twenty six touchdowns, uh, or excuse me, that's uh, thirteen touchdowns, twenty six receptions. Um, but, uh, you know, to me, he's, he's someone who, you know, ha- has gotten more explosive, you know, with that, that reduction in weight, uh, no Bo Scarborough, um, but, uh, um, you know, I, I want to see what he can be as, as a feature back, you know, he's, he's only has, um, you know, 280 carries, uh, in, in his career. So he hasn't really been much of a, much of a workhorse for Bama, which is a good thing. But, uh, you know, really what I want to see is, is him kind of take his game to the next level, be the, you know, be the bell cow, be the workhorse for, for, uh, for the Crimson Tide. Um, you know, because right now to, to me, he's, he's just a guy, you know, um, you know, I, I'm not really seeing, um, him in terms of translating to the next level, um, you know, so I really want to see him kind of take things, like I said, to the next level. Um, I said 280 carries in his, um, you know, in the last two seasons, I'm looking at Dev- Devin Singletary for, uh, for Florida Atlantic, um, you know, in the five, nine, 200 pound back, uh, carried the ball 301 times for the owls, uh, rushed for a hundred, uh, over 1900 yards, 32 touchdowns. Um, you know, in, in his two seasons with the owls, you know, he has, uh, 45 receptions. He's playing for Lane Kiffin, you know, but, uh, but this little, little guy, um, you know, like I said, not the biggest guy in the world, but a, a guy who has a good blend of, of power and speed, um, you know, has that speed to, to go the distance, um, you know, runs with, a with a, a, a low pad level as well. Just that low center of gravity for him. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, uh, almost six and a half yards per carry, um, you know, and then as, as a receiver this last season, you know, over, over 10 yards per reception, um, you know, a guy who's going to be explosive and again, tune into that game, um, on, on September 1st against OU. Um, I think that's going to be an exciting game and really going to be his first test. 
So we've talked about a lot of guys with some versatility. Uh, let's talk about a couple of guys who are going to be your, your power backs. You know, uh, Jacquez Patrick out of Florida State, 6'3", 231 pounds. A guy who is just so powerful, so strong, runs runs hard between the tackles. Um, you know, a guy who, you know, to me, was just a lot of fun to watch. You know, he was just carrying defenders um, and, and running people over. Um but uh, he's sharing the backfield with Cam Akers, you know, who, uh, you know, along with with uh, AJ Dillon from Boston College and and J.K. Dobbins of Ohio State, Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin, they'll all be draft eligible next year. Um, you know, so I think this year, you know, teams will be looking at the at the running back position. You know, I I don't know that you'll see a, a ton of backs drafted high. You know, and I think that expectation is going to be next season is going to be the draft where you'll be seeing, um, you know, some running backs taken early. Um, with that said, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, the other power back, as I promised, uh, LJ Scott out of Michigan state, 6'1", 229 pounds. Um, you know, a, a guy who, you know, will wear down defenses. You know, he's had, uh, nine games in his career with, with over 20 carries. Um, and still has, a you know, basically about a, a five yard, um, per, per, per carry average, uh, 33 receptions in his career as well. Um, to me, you know, I, I look at, at LJ Scott and I think he's, he's more of a power guy. He doesn't have the, the, the game breaking speed, but a guy who, who can be reliable between the tackles, uh, two other names to mention, and then we can move on from the running back position. Actually three. Um, I can't forget Zach Moss out of Utah, 5'10", 217 pounds. He's a junior, um, but a guy who I think can make plays both, uh, between the tackles and out on the perimeter. Uh, Travis Homer, um, you know, Mark Walton went down uh, for the Hurricanes, and, and Travis Homer stepped in, 5'11", 195 pounds. He's in his third year with, with Miami after tearing his ACL in, two, in 2016. Uh, 1,203 all-purpose yards uh, for the Hurricanes. Um, you know, he, he's a guy, to me, um, when, when I look at him, 18 receptions as well. He's only going to get better, um, and... Uh, you know, a guy who could be a sleeper um, in terms of, uh, you know, at the running back position. Last guy to um, to mention, uh, another Big Ten running back, uh, Ty Johnson out of Maryland, 5'10", 208 pounds. Um, you know, a, a guy who, um, you know, when you look at the kickoff, you know, he, he provides some of that versatility, um, had one uh, kickoff return for touchdown. Um, but, uh, you know, someone who... Let's see, you know, over 1,800 yards over the last two seasons, 21 receptions. Um, you know, durability, you know, that's a, that's a question that I have for him. Um, but uh, a guy who I think can make some plays, um, you know, out on the perimeter. And, uh, you know, I want to see what he can do. Can he be consistent between the tackles? And, Oh my goodness, I left off Miles Gaskin out of Washington, uh, 5'10", 203 pounds, uh, over 1,000 yards for the Huskies in, in each of his seasons. Um, you know, a, a guy who, you know, has has power despite his, his lack of overall size. I think he runs well between the tackles, good vision to find the hole, and then a good burst to get there. Um, you know, a, a guy to me, you know, really has a chance to be a day two pick because I think he ha- offers some good versatility, um, and and not just a one trick pony. 
I promise, you know, we're, we're getting through this. We'll, we'll get here to the end. You know, we're looking at uh, how are we doing on time. You know, we're coming up on two hour mark, but uh, you know, we're having fun. Let's keep on going. You know, we're looking at the wide receiver position. AJ Brown out of Mississippi is 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 got to be the number one guy, right? You know, he's six one, two hundred twenty five pounds. Um, you know, twelve over twelve hundred yards uh, receiving and, and eleven touchdowns. Um, he looks a lot longer than than he actually is, um, but he, he's definitely a vertical threat, um, a physical receiver. He's going to um, you know be a be a threat after after the catch, but a guy who also knows how to create uh, separation late, um, definitely going to be a vertical threat. The one question that is going to be um, you know who's going to be getting him the football, um, you know, and and can you get to the get him the football early and often? Anthony Johnson out of Buffalo. You know, he's 6'2", 207 pounds, um, and, and this is this is my my guy. You know, this is the guy that I want to watch uh, play uh, on Saturdays. You know, 1,356 yards, uh, 14 touchdowns. Um, you know, he was the Iowa Western uh, City College transfer. Um, just the athleticism, the speed, does an excellent job tracking the ball well. Uh, there's a 50-yard pass that went over his shoulder. Um Showed his, his first his, his speed to to get a step on the cornerback, then gave room for for Tyree Jackson to um, to fade toward the sideline, make that catch over his shoulder. Very next play, 18 yard touchdown, beat the cornerback and catches out in front of him for the touchdown. Very sudden on on the on the quick slants, um, you know, jump balls along the sideline, the 50-50 balls. You know I think he does a good job there as well. Um, does a good job separating off the line. Um, you know, against Minnesota, playing against Big Ten competition, 11 receptions for 140 yards and, and, and a touchdown. You know, you talk about guys from uh, from Group of Five. You know, you saw Corey Davis be the number one wide receiver taken when he was selected fifth overall by the Titans. Um, I think Anthony Johnson has a chance in this class to be the number one wide receiver. Uh, Nikhil Harry out of uh, Arizona State, 6'4", 216 pounds, you know, uh, 2017, you know, over 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. This is another guy who's a physical receiver. He has excellent size, 6'4", uh, excellent leaper, a guy who's going to be a red zone nightmare, uh, another guy who can win those 50-50 balls, a flair for the acrobatic, um, you know, a, a guy who's who's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, I want to see, you know, how reliable he's going to be uh, for Manning Wilkins here in, in, uh, in 2018. Um, Debo, Debo Samuel. You know, is Debo going to be healthy? You know, that's really the biggest question. You know, he had um, three total touchdowns, um, you know, in, in his uh, game in, in 2017, um, including two kickoff returns for touchdowns, but then uh, had his injury, was out for the year. Um, you know, really an explosive, explosive uh, receiver in, in all facets. You know, he can be a, um, you know, a, a wideout on the outside, you know, I think he's probably going to be best suited in the slot. Uh, he can carry the football, um, both return punts and kicks. Um, but uh, you know, with three, three kickoff return for touchdowns in his career, but uh, the thing that you worry about for him is is just that durability. So I don't think he's going to be returning quite as many kicks. I don't think they're going to you know try to expose him to, especially not not the punts. You know, I think maybe off of the off the kickoff returns. But uh, you know, to me, Debo Samuel has that explosiveness. I just want to see if he can uh, be that weapon that, that Jake Bentley 
needs and, and um, you know for that Gamecock offense for for an entire season. Is he going to be the guy? Is he or you know you look at him? Only 18 games played in in his career at South Carolina. That has to be a concern. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown out of out of Oklahoma, 5'11", 162 pounds, uh, the little slot receiver. Um, over a thousand yard receiver, um, you know, 19 average, 19 yards per, per reception, you know, seven touchdowns, an explosive back or excuse me, explosive receiver, not the biggest guy, but a guy who can get vertical. Um, you know, Kyler Murray is going to have a lot of fun throwing, throwing the deep ball to him. He's very sudden with his movements, um, explosive after the catch. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do, you know, another big year out of him and, and he's probably, uh, going to declare himself eligible for the league. Um, you know, David Sills, the fifth out of out of uh, West Virginia, six three, two hundred one pounds. If if you remember, David Sills was the, was the, the the kid who, I believe, in his seventh grade season, um, received a scholarship uh, from Lane Kiffin at USC. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, and that was to play quarterback. Obviously, you know that that didn't. Uh, didn't come to fruition. Um, ultimately, David Sills went to went to West Virginia, and uh, you know was a receiver in, in 2015. Left, um, you know, didn't play in 2016. Came back in 2017. Caught 60 passes, 980 yards, 18 touchdowns. I mean, this guy was just a touchdown maker. Anything that you threw up to him, he was hauling it in. He's one of the more reliable receivers in this draft. Um, catches everything that's thrown his way. Um, just has a knack for for being able to get open. Uh, does a great job positioning his body well to um, shield the defender from the football, um, and and really show that he's he, he's a much better athlete than I think a lot of people give him credit for. You know, another year working with Will Greer, be interesting to see what he can do. Uh, a guy who may you know have potential to to sneak into the first round, but probably more than likely going to be a second day pick. Uh, Paris Campbell out of Ohio State um, has the potential. Uh, very uh, explosive. Has has two two touchdowns, uh, carrying the football. Um, but you know he's another guy like like Curtis Samuel. Um, you know a guy who just hasn't really put it all together. You know I haven't seen a lot of consistency out of him. He's one of those guys who's you know to me Curtis Samuel was somewhat of a of a gimmick player, um, but. Uh, you know he's there for for Carolina, and you know has been making some plays for for Cam Newton, but Paris Campbell to me, you know I think he's got to prove that he he's the guy that can um, can be a threat vertically, that he's a guy that can be a game changer. I just haven't seen that yet. NC State's Kelvin Harmon, another junior, six three, two hundred thirteen pounds, over a thousand yards. Um, you know a guy who I thought. Uh, did a great job showing his body control along the sideline. A guy who could be a red zone option. The biggest thing for him is is the hands. Inconsistent hands. A lot of times he let the ball get into his body. But uh, a guy who I think if he has another big year with with Ryan Finley, um, you could see him entering the draft. Um, you know Stanley Morgan Jr. out of out of Nebraska. You know he's a guy who, to keep an eye on. Ten touchdowns um, for the Cornhuskers. 
Um, you know, Colin Johnson out of Texas, you know, he's a junior, 6'6", 220 pounds, a big kid, um, had a big year, um, you know, starting off with 191 yards versus USC. Um, but then, you know, after that, you didn't see a ton of, um, you know, ton of activity out of, out of Colin Johnson. You want to see him put an entire season together if he's going to come out, um, you know, as a, as a junior, like I said, um, Amon Richards, uh, out of Miami, 6'1", 190 pounds. This is the guy to me. He only played in seven games, um, but he's a guy that, you know, if he can have, a, you know, stay healthy, um, you know, just the explosiveness and, you know, the vertical threat, you know, I, I think he's a guy to keep an eye on um, for this 2019 draft. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, a big receiver out of Stanford, 6'3", 222 pounds, uh, a big kid, a vertical threat, um, wins the 50-50 balls, excellent length. Um, Hunter Renfro out of Clemson, you know, if you're talking about guys who are going to be that uh, possession receiver, Hunter Renfro is is probably your prototypical possession receiver. And then a, a sleeper to, to, to keep an eye on, uh, Toledo's uh, Cody Thompson, 6'2", 200 pounds. This was a guy who over 1,000 yards um, two seasons ago. And then uh, Torres Torres ACL was out for the year. Um, you know Logan Woodside was his was his uh, his quarterback, and you know Cody Cody Thompson showed that he was he could be a possession guy. That he was a uh, you know a twelve hundred um, yard receiver, and uh, you know not really sure who's going to be throwing him the football now that Logan Woodside is gone. Um, but a guy to keep an eye on and see how he rebounds from that ACL tear, but a guy who I think can definitely make plays at the next level um, if you're looking for a guy later on in the draft. Tight end position. I think when you're talking about the tight end position, Noah Fant has to be the the guy that you're talking about first. 6'5", 232 pounds, excellent athlete, 11 touchdowns, um, you know, 30 receptions. So when you're thinking about that, uh, you know, 11 touchdowns on 30 receptions. You know, every third time he was, you know, he was touching the football, he was scoring a touchdown. Um, you know, and and he's a he's an Iowa Hawkeye, so you know that he can also block well. That he understands those concepts. He's going to be a first round uh, in first round consideration. Probably going to be a first round pick when it's all said and done. If he can uh, duplicate what he did um, for the Hawkeyes a season ago. Um, you know, another Stanford receiver um, in the mix, Caden Smith, 6'5", 250 pounds, athletic, gets up the seam, um, wins a lot of the 50-50 balls, can you know, make the acrobatic one-handed catch, uh, 414 yards, five touchdowns, you know, a guy to keep an eye on, as is uh, Caleb Wilson out of UCLA, you know, 6'4", 235 pounds, um, can be a, a guy who can stretch defenses up the middle. Uh, Tommy Sweeney, you know, the first senior of the bunch, um, 6'5", 255 pounds out of Boston College, um, you know, has continuously or continually improved each year, um, you know, in terms of being a receiver, you know, last season, th- 36 receptions, 512 yards, four touchdowns, you know, a guy who can also, uh, get it done in the, uh, as a blocker as well, um, Tyler Petit from USC, CJ Conrad out of Kentucky, a couple of seniors to keep an eye on as well. Um, you know, and then uh, Missouri's tight end Albert uh, Aqua Aqua um, You know, in, in his first season there for for the Tigers, 29 catches, uh, 415 yards, 11 touchdowns. If he has a good year uh, with Drew Locke, uh, there's a chance 
that, uh, you know, you might even see him enter the draft. You know, again, I, I you know, don't know that for, for any certainty at all, but, uh, you know, he, he's someone to me that uh, the athleticism, I think, would translate well to the next level. And finally, the offensive tackle, or the, the offensive line, and we'll start off with the offensive tackle position. Um, you know, I think a season ago, uh, the offensive tackle position was really there. There wasn't a ton of depth, uh, but I'm looking at the at the tackle position now, and I've got eight guys um, who I'm really excited about, um, and uh, and a couple of other guys to keep a keep an eye on as well. Um, I think you know the, the the number one guy right now, Greg Little, six six, three hundred twenty five pounds, out of Mississippi, the junior. You know, was a number one tackle prospect uh, coming in, and uh, a guy who's just so light on his feet. You know, excellent in pass protection. Uh, you know, a guy that you really want to see. You know, prototypical left tackle. Uh, you know, Jonah Williams out of Alabama, six five, three hundred one pounds, started all twenty nine games, started uh, you know a true as a true freshman at at right tackle um, in, in twenty sixteen, and then transitioned to left tackle in twenty seventeen. Um, Trey Adams out of Washington, um, you know, thirty career starts, uh, and then tore his ACL um, in, in October of twenty seventeen, but uh, a, a guy who I think you know can be you know, mean and, and shows a, a mean streak in the in the running game, um, but he's also very athletic in the, in the in, in pass protection as well. You know, I think the the hands. You know, he, he's someone who has a lot of power in his hands, and, and someone that uh, you know you really want to keep an eye on. Um, you know, can he stay healthy? You know, that's really going to be the biggest question. Um, you know, how is he going to rebound off of that ACL tear? But, uh, you know, Trey Adams to me, you know, 6'8", 327 pounds. He has a chance to be the number one um, offensive tackle when it's all said and done. Uh, Dalton Reisner out of, uh, out of K-State, 6'5", 300 pounds, 38-game starter, um, you know, 13 as a freshman at center, then moved to right tackle. Um, you know, pro football focus, you know, graded him out at 90.3 overall, um, you know, 98.9 as a pass blocker, um, only three quarterback uh, pressures uh, in his career per pro football focus as well. Um, you know, Dalton Reisner, about as efficient as, as, as it's going to come out of, out of K-State, um, you know, and, and someone who, you know, could he, is he going to play outside of tackle? Is he going to play inside at guard? Um, I think he offers some of that versatility, um, you know, and someone to, to keep an eye on for sure. Um, David Edwards out of Wisconsin, 6'7", 305 pounds. He's only a junior, uh, 26 games, 19 starts. Um, you know, basically played in, in 95% of Wisconsin snaps. He's a converted tight end, so you know that he's athletic. Um, but you want to see more power out of him. You want to see more consistency. I think he struggles getting out of his stance you know, against some of the, the speed rushers. Um, so, you know, typical issues that you see from a right tackle. Um, but I think he's definitely, um, you know, a, a road grader when you're talking about uh, the run game. Um, you know, another big year from him. And you, you could see him um, leaving after his junior season. Um, you know, Mitch Hyatt, I brought him up out of Clemson. You know, the first freshman to start for the Tigers since 1944. Um, you know, 43 games played, 42 starts, you know, 99 point. 99, 99 take uh, knockdowns on uh, you know little over well just under 2,900 snaps um, for the Tigers. Um, you know my biggest thing with with Mitch Hyatt is is he he he's he's a technician. 
you know, I, I think the technique is there. I, I think the the athleticism, you know, I think he's just an average athlete. athlete. Um, some of the, the pass rushers that have some athleticism beat him off the line. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that, you know, he, he kind of took a step back in, in 2017. I really want to see him um, fire out of his stance quickly, uh, get good depth on his, on his kick slide. And then uh, in terms of the hands, once you lock on, you know, get those arms extended, lock out, and, and control your man. You know, really show that that lateral quickness. That's what he's going to need to show. Um, but you know, my concern right now is Mitch Hyatt isn't showing the the athleticism that's needed at that left tackle position. Max Sharping out of uh, Northern Illinois, um, you know, six six, three hundred twenty pounds. Um, you know, eleven total pressures given up. Um, you know, eighty eight point five to eighty nine eighty nine point five uh, you know overall rating in his three seasons per pro football focus um, you know he's another guy who could potentially play inside at guard um, but you know he's he's been the anchor for the Huskies and uh, a guy to keep an eye on um, you know Caleb McGarry's another guy six eight three hundred twenty five pounds out of Washington a big guy thirty two career starts first team All Pac twelve. Um, you know, the, the line really leaned on him at the tackle position when uh, Trey Adams went down. Now that Adams is coming back, um, that's really going to solidify the Husky uh, offensive line. And then there's there's Bobby Evans out of Oklahoma, uh, 6'4", 312 pounds. Uh, the junior, you know, 26 games played, started at right tackle. Um, he's moving over to left tackle now that Orlando Brown is gone. Really want to see what the transition is going to look like for him. And then uh, the last guy, uh, the veteran out of West uh, West Virginia, Yadni Kajust, uh, 6'5", 318 pounds, another guy to keep an eye on, um, has that, that uh, you know, been a veteran there in, in Big 12 play, um, someone to keep an eye on. Offensive guards, uh, to me, Bo Ben Shaw is, is the guy. 36 career starts, a guy who, you know, he, he struggles with, with some speed, um, you know, both you know, off of the initial move and then additionally with uh, with some of the secondary moves. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a nasty road grader, a guy who wants to wants to maul you. Um, you know, he also has some athleticism to get out and pull. Um, you know, to me, I think he's he's the guy that's kind of set himself apart as the guard um, for this, this season. Um, you know, Chris Lindstrom out of uh, Boston College, 6'4", 305 pounds. He was a right guard until the last eight games of this last season where he played at right tackle. Um, you know, to me, I think his his home will be at, at offensive guard, or at least it should be. Um, I, I think he projects well to the, to the next level. Um, you know, Michael Dieter out of Wisconsin, 6'6", 328 pounds. Uh, 41 starts, uh, 16 at center, 14 at left tackle, 11 at left guard. I think his home will also be at guard at the next level. Um, you know, Larry Allen, uh, if the name sounds familiar, it's his dad, you know, uh, played for the Cowboys. Played at Harvard. He missed the 2017 season, 6'4", 285 pounds. Uh, excellent athlete, someone to keep an eye on there. Uh, Michael Jordan out of uh, Ohio State, 6'7", 310-pound junior, started all 13 games as a freshman uh, in 2016 at right guard. Um, so someone to to definitely keep an eye on there. Uh, Nate Herbig out of Stanford, 6'4", 319 pounds, or excuse me, 339 pounds, junior, 19 starts, 
uh, first team all pack 12 as a sophomore, someone who could come in, um, you know, have another big season. And, and, uh, you know, you, you've seen guys like Josh Garnett transition to the next level. Um, you know, he might be the next in line, um, off of that Stanford offensive line. Um, you know, Alex bars from Notre Dame, you know, he, he started two games at left guard. Um, he's also played, uh, you know, right tackle the last two seasons, uh, six, six, 312 pounds, um, Chris Brown out of USC, 6'5", 310 pounds, play, um, you know, he, he's, he's played a left guard, and, and to me, he's been one of the more consistent performers there uh, uh, for USC, does a good job pulling, I think a lot of times, you know, he, um, you know, if he doesn't stay low and, and, and get leverage off the ball, he can get blown back, um, so just that consistency, um, is really what you want to see. Um, you know, Damian Prince out of Maryland, 6'4", 315 pounds, 30 starts at right tackle. I think his home, though, was going to be at offensive guard. And uh, the last guy that I left out was, was Martez Ivey out of, out of Florida. Um, I, I think his, you know, he's someone who can work his way into um, you know, one, of the, one of the class of the, of the offensive guard position, someone to really keep an eye on as well. And finally, the center position. I think when you're talking about the center position, you have to talk about Tyler Beatus out of uh, out of Wisconsin, the redshirt sophomore. You know, 14 game starter. Um, you know, six three, 316 pounds. Just the the, the athleticism, the intelligence. Um, you know, and he's and he's a Wisconsin offensive lineman, so you know what you're getting there. He's a technician. Uh, he's a guy who I think you know after this year um, could um, conceivably be a you know a first round draft pick. Uh, Ross Pierschbacher played both both guard and, and center for for Alabama. Forty two career starts, six four, three hundred three pounds. Um, you know he's someone who I think is an intelligent guy. Can, you know the versatility is also going to help. Um, Sam Mustafer out of out of Notre Dame, uh, 6'2", 305 pounds. Jesse Burkett out of Stanford, uh, 6'4", 304 pounds. And Connor McGovern, 6'5", 307 pounds out of Penn State. Uh, McGovern's a junior. Uh, the other two are seniors. Those are guys who basically are, are, are the anchors of their of their lines, um, especially uh, Mustafer. You know, even though you're talking about some of the other guys there at, at Notre Dame, now that that Mike McGlinchey is gone, they're going to be looking to him to be the leader of that uh, of that line. And then uh, Toa Lobendon out of USC, a guy who's you know who's battled injuries there for the Trojans, six three, two hundred ninety pounds, was playing uh, out of position when he was playing at at, uh, at offensive tackle. He's back. At, uh, at center, I think that's going to be his home. And really, you know, what's going to be interesting is is USC's running game kind of goes how, how he goes. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do if he can stay healthy. I think that'll go a long way for USC's offensive line. So that's everybody that, uh, that, that I've been kind of, you know, been, been looking at going through all of my notes. Um, guys that I've been studying, um, you know, throughout uh, – you know, the, the 2017 season and, uh, you know, been, been breaking down you know, a little bit of game film, but really what I'm, I'm looking most forward to is the 2018 season. Let's go ahead and get things kicked off. Uh, I can't wait. Um, you know, Saturday, uh, August 25th, you know, you're going to see, uh, you know, Wyoming post Josh Allen, um, you know, they're, they'll be playing against uh, New Mexico State. And, uh, you know, really, like I said, tune in, if nothing else, to watch that trio of defenders, Carl Granderson, uh, Johanna, um, you know, Gaffon, and, and Andrew Wingard. You know, those are going to be uh, guys that will be fun to watch, especially in that game. Um, 
there are four games on tap on that Saturday, and then we get into our full slate of games. Uh, Thursday, um, August 30th, are 12 games. You know, you get to see Clayton Thorson play against Purdue. Um, you know, I think that's going to be um, be an interesting game. Let's see. Justice Hill will get his first chance. Um, you know, to uh, to be the the bell cow there for the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys against Missouri State. Um, let's see what else do we have. Zach Morris or Zach Morris, <laughs> saved by the bell. Uh, Zach Moss out of Utah. You know, he'll get to go up against Weber State. Um, so those are those are three games that I'll be keeping an eye on on Friday, August thirty first. Bryce Love. You know the first, you know first crack that he's going to get uh, towards pursuing that Heisman Trophy. Uh, he plays against uh, South Dakota State. Uh, what is South Dakota State going to do without uh, you know Dallas Goddard and uh, and Jake Winicky? That's going to be a big question. Wisconsin, that offensive line we mentioned, you know mentioned pretty much everybody on that line. The only guy we didn't talk about was John Dietzen. We probably should be talking about him too. He, um, but uh, you know you have him and you're looking defensively. You know, as I mentioned, you know, you have uh, T.J. Edwards as the guy, um, you know, in in the middle of that defense. Then you also have you know Andrew Van Ginkle. I didn't even talk about him as an outside linebacker, but a guy who was making plays coming off the bench a season ago. He's going to be a guy who's going to be a starter, um, you know, full time now. Dakota Dixon at safety, uh, Olive Sagapolu, another guy, um, as I mentioned in the middle, someone to really keep an eye on there. Wisconsin, uh, Jonathan Taylor. He, you know, the the sophomore phenom, he's going to be, uh, you know, his first first game as a sophomore going against Western Kentucky, someone who will be talked about in the Heisman Trophy race as well. And then uh, September 1st, that's Saturday, you know, we'll see what Ohio State looks like against Oregon State, um, you know, the whole Urban Meyer issue and, and, and Zach Smith. Um, but, you know, a lot of a lot of prospects there for, for the Buckeyes. OU and, and and Florida Atlantic, the battle of the running backs, you know, Rodney Anderson and, and Devin Singletary. Uh, we'll also get to see, you know, the the five million dollar man, um, you know, Kyler Murray. Uh, get to see him play at, at quarterback. Um, and then some big games, you know, UW is playing playing Auburn. We'll get to see Jarrett Stidham, you know, and uh, Jake Browning, Miles Gaskin, uh, and uh, and Trey Adams. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. Um, you know, you got Tennessee against West Virginia. You know, what is uh, what is U, uh, UT going to be bringing with Jeremy Pruitt? Um, and, uh, you know, West Virginia, obviously you've got, you know, Will Greer. You want to see what he's going to be able to do. David Sills. Uh, and then, obviously, Yanni uh, Kajus blocking for, uh, for Will Greer as well. Really want to see what he's going to be able to do. Obviously, as a as a as a Trojan alum, USC kicking off their season against uh, UNLV. The question is going to be who's going to be the quarterback. Is it going to be JT Daniels? Is it going to be Matt Fink, uh, Jack Sears? Uh, you know, that's really going to be a, a big question. Um, you know, a lot of youth um, on the offensive side, but again, we're talking about the the defensive side of the football. Marvell Tell, uh, you know, and Cameron Smith. I think USC has a lot more depth this year um, than they did a season ago. Um, Michigan plays Notre Dame. That's going to be a, a fun one. Shea Patterson against Brandon Wimbush at the quarterback position. Um, you know, I, I think Michigan. You know, a lot of their their young guys are growing up on the defensive side of the football. Really want to see what they're going to do against uh, against Notre Dame. And then uh, Louisville plays Alabama. You know, Louisville post Lamar Jackson, no more Heisman Trophy winner. 
you know, what are they going to be able to do against uh, um, Tua Tango Bailoa, uh, Jalen Hurts, and uh, that that Alabama um, attack? You know, Damian Harris running the football. Prove me wrong, Damian. You know, prove me wrong. I want to see this guy, um, you know, rush for fifteen hundred yards plus. You know, really show that he belongs in the discussion as as one of the top running backs in the twenty nineteen draft. Um, and then obviously, you know, Sunday, um, September 2nd, we do have a game there. Uh, you know, the Hurricanes uh, take on LSU. So, you know, we'll get to see uh, Greedy Williams and, and Devin, Devin White try to slow down that, that offense with, with Travis Homer uh, at, at running back. And then, you know, Malik Rozier throwing to uh, Amon Richards. And then finally, on Monday, September 3rd, Virginia Tech and and. Florida State, you know Virginia Tech, um, you know, you, you you got you got some experience coming back at the at the quarterback position, um, you know. And then defensively, you know, there's some playmakers on that side of the football. You know, Ricky Walker at, at defensive tackle, Mook William, uh, Mook Reynolds, um, the linebacker, safety, rover type player. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch as well. Florida State. Cam Cam Akers, the sophomore running back, not eligible for the draft, but you know you'll see him time uh, team up with uh, Jaquez Patrick, um, you know, and then there's always going to be some some talent on that Florida State um, defense. You know, Levante um, Taylor, he's a junior cornerback, uh, you know, and, and we didn't really get a chance to talk to him talk about him, uh, but he's a guy who I, I can envision potentially playing his way into uh draft discussions um you know i think he's one of the guys who uh um has a chance there at at florida state as a as a junior so you know that's the the first first week week or two taking a look at the at the college football slate i'm looking forward to the to a lot of the different matchups i'm looking forward to seeing what these guys that i've kind of pegged as as some some interesting guys to keep an eye on really want to see what uh you know what their play looks like how they're going to transition to the next level um so i hope you enjoy uh, have enjoyed the the last couple of hours with me and uh hope you'll enjoy the ride as we we take on the 2018 college football season and uh obviously we'll also be taking a look at uh, the 2018 NFL season and then uh you know the plan will be taking this week after week, um, breaking down the, the college football season once the season's over. Then we'll start breaking down the players, getting ready for the uh, 2019 draft, like I said, April in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. So first podcast is in the books. Uh, without further ado, we'd like to go ahead and uh, wish everyone uh, you know, a great day. Take care, and uh, we'll talk soon. I am out of here.